I'll swim up to his castle. Then Flounder will splash around to get his attention, and then Down we'll go... Down here is your home. Ariel, listen to me. The human world, it's a mess. Life under the sea is better than anything they got up there. The seaweed is always greener. In somebody... Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Film Yak Podcast. I'm John. I'm Kevin. Jonathan. Today we're here to talk about my pick, which is 1989's sci-fi classic, James Cameron's The Abyss, starring Ed Harris and uh, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio and some other people. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about, along with some other uh, films we watched. I think we kind of have quite a few things that yeah. we have to talk about. Jonathan's watched yeah. more than he normally does, and I certainly have, and mm. uh, is not here. So our episode won't run too long today, because <laughs> uh, he won't have to talk about the 900 things he watched. But uh, how's everybody doing? Are you guys hanging since a month and a half ago when we were last recorded? Yeah, it's been a long time. Pretty good. Yeah. Well, okay then. Uh, <laughs> let's jump right into these godforsaken trailers. Um, I'll tell you, trailers... Is it just me? The trailers do nothing for me anymore. Like I watch them and I'm like I feel like some of these would have done would have like really turned me on a little while ago, but like I'm just I'm so over it. Like even uh they're very formulaic. Yeah. They are. They they've they've, they've uh they've all, all the assumed this yeah, this cutting style, this editing style, it's very similar and Well there's like a company that does a lot of the trailers. Oh, is that right? I don't remember the name, but uh I'll have to look it up. But uh yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of people outsource their trailers to just like third party people, and that's why they, wow. I think the majority of them, that's why they look that the same. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. It's weird, too, because, uh, you know, I say that I don't like it, and I don't, but then I think about the, the example of a director cutting their own trailer, and uh, P.T. Anderson cut the trailer for Magnolia, and it's awful. It's really <laughs> cheesy and like. It's just such a like. Why, why would you even do that? Like, who cares? Like, just <laughs> give it to somebody else. I don't yeah. know. I, I'd say give it to somebody. I, I, you know who I'd let do it? I'd be like giving it to my editor or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you cut the trailer. I trust you. You're you got the whole movie in your head. You know, but I don't yeah. see why you'd send it out to some other company or whoever to do it. It's ridiculous. But mm. getting started with uh, the latest and God, God, I hope the last Terminator film, uh, Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> bringing back yeah. James Cameron as producer, and apparently he came up with the story. Well, I mean, while this doesn't look great, uh, this looks better than the last, like, four or whatever, however they are. I don't, don't 100% disagree with that. I don't know. I didn't see any of those, so I don't... Like, I haven't They're seen any... Good. I've only seen the first two. <laughs> this, You know what irritates me the most about any Terminator film now in 2019 is the inclusion of Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's completely unnecessary... He's old. I understand that in the in the most recent one before this, they explained his aging as uh, the skin all over his exos endoskeleton <laughs> ages because it's skin, which is like yeah that that's kind of that's kind of a fun way around it. But it's also it's a way around it and it just takes me completely out of it when I yeah. see him with his white beard and I'm just like what you're a robot you're supposed well, that, to be a robot that confuses me because like. If he has nothing, like, skin cells die. Sure. And that's what most of dust is. Right, right. So, like, if there's nothing, like, 
is there something within really good the, point. the metal endoskeleton regenerating the skin? That's a super good uh, observation, bullshit. Kevin. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. they can't get rid of Schwarzenegger though because he's he, he he's the franchise. The franchise. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, what, what are they like, going to do? Not it, have him in there? They did it once with Terminator Salvation. Like they had they had like yeah. a look alike that was like you know a digital replica of him. That's they, they should do that. I don't yeah, understand yeah. why they don't do that. And the technology is there now to do mm-hmm. that. Like, you could just have yeah. a CG Schwarzenegger. I mean, even in Genesis, watching, I watched a clip from Genesis, and they recreate one of the scenes from the original film, mm. and they have a CG. Yeah. It's, it's face replacement on an actor who has a similar body. Right. And it looks fine. Like, just do that. Like, why do you have to have yeah. old man Schwarzenegger come back? You have him voice him or something, you know? Yeah, and I mean, you know, especially if you can just do, like, a scene or something you don't want to go full rogue one where you're having like actual walking around characters yeah i mean like, again my my, like my preference Peter Cushing's would be, estate must be like what the fuck <laughs> they're enjoying the money that they got paid that's uh, true you know I, again my preference would be to just excise him from the film entirely mm-hmm. but if you're gonna include him you know it's maybe some cg yeah i thought linda hamilton looks all right kind of goofy with the gigantic gun i don't really understand why she has this like Asus 12 or whatever the fuck it is. Like this like, yeah. drum clip. <laughs> like, you know, but uh, I like the idea of the Terminator, the, the bad one becoming like two. He can like, his, like yeah. his skin comes off and he's like two Terminators. It's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's like the next. Yeah. Not log- a bad idea. Logical step. As long but, as they uh, keep it simple. Yeah. yeah I mean, a you lot know, of action. I mean, it, it, it won't work. though. It, it won't, won't be yeah, simple. It It'll be goofy yeah, as fuck and ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's essentially, it's the same. This story is so simplistic. It's a good. It's a good idea. This idea of we send people. You know, it's uh, Harlan Ellison's idea, but it's using these yeah. people back in time and to kill someone or, or to change something so it's not that way in the future. Mm-hmm. But it's like it, I don't know that it warrants a franchise that's six movies deep now. Yeah, it's it like there's no doesn't. world to this outside of yeah, yeah. Outside of if you made the films, if they were in the future now and they were like okay now, and it's like it's like Salvation, and like you told those stories that could be interesting, but feels like they did Salvation. It wasn't a huge success, so they just abandoned mm. it, you know. Anyway. Uh, so uh, the the Oscar frontrunner already, the Goldfinch, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shot by Roger Deakins, just making all the film nerds cream in their little undies. Uh, what do you guys think of the Goldfinch starring the guy who can't act from Baby Driver <laughs> yeah. and Nicole Kidman? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. It's all the rage. I, wanna, I mean, I want to see it. But it's it's all the rage on uh, on the on the film the film blog it's sites. June is it? Yeah, it's yeah. like I, I they think. Know. I mean, they're just yeah. This, yeah I, I, I think mean, it looks like Oscar bait, though. It definitely looks like it's yeah. going for that. Yeah, definitely. And like, I haven't read the book. Come to think of it, I can't I, name someone off the top of my head who has hmm. that I know personally. Yeah. So I. I read that it's about art forgery, which sounds interesting, but I don't see that in the trailer. Anymore, yeah, I got so. n- like I thought he steals I thought it was... the painting in the trailer. That's why I got that. Okay, the second time I watched trailer, I realized oh he steals the goldfinch <laughs> painting after the bombing, but I don't understand what the rest of yeah. it. Just seems like it's about him coming to grips with the fact that his mom's dead. Yeah, like I thought it was like some post nine eleven putting back to, putting his life back together yeah, kind of thing maybe i don't know or, or like some some other like major bombing or right. terrorist attack yeah i really don't I, I thought the bombing itself looked good in the trailer like the smoke coming I out, agree. Of the, yeah, you know, yeah. out of it the gallery really good 
you know, who knows? You know, who knows? Uh, following that, just a lot of trailers coming out mm. at the end of May here. Uh, the Kitchen, referring to Hell's Kitchen, starring uh, lots of comedic comedic actresses in super serious roles. So Melissa McCarthy and Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. And, and Elizabeth Moss from Mad Men. Yeah. And Donald Gleason as Elizabeth Moss's uh Brooklyn husband uh, goes to prison. They got to do some crime to make some money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, but I'm just sick of the formula of normal people who have to turn and become criminals to pay bills. Like, well, especially it's so like, tired. In this? like I'd have to look it up. But did Widows really do that well, box office wise or critic so. no. critic wise? But this is like, but to be fair, that's like the art house version of this. This seems yeah, like the exactly. more popular. You know, yeah. for the mouth breathers out there, I'll go see the kitchen. Yeah, and like I thought it was a lot of fun. Like my mom will go see it. Oh, it was pretty good. You know, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like it looks, it looks pretty ridiculous. And I like and, how the, the poster has just their last names. Like, <laughs> you yeah. should know these people. Haddish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? This, <laughs> this seems like it. This seems like it wants to be a Scorsese crime drama yeah. so bad. It's and embarrassing like, for that reason yeah. as well. Yeah. And yeah. also, like. I feel like calling it the kitchen yeah. is supposed to be like some kind of colloquial New York thing. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. any New York <laughs> listeners out there, do y'all actually refer to it as the kitchen? Yeah, I, I doubt it. And I think it's more of a, uh, I mean, it might be some kind of thing where, I mean, they seem to place a lot of emphasis in the trailer on them saying, you know, they think all we can do is have babies and blah, blah, blah. And it's like they're yeah. women, you know, they're put upon. And it's like maybe that's like a double entendre of like the kitchen. Where the oh, women belong. I see. Kitchen, you know? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe, right? I mean, all right, all right. I actually just thought of that as you were talking about it. <laughs> I was like, you know, maybe. Interesting. Maybe. But I think right. it looks pretty uh, cliched as fuck. I think Melissa oh, McCarthy shit, delivers yes. some goofy-ass lines like, uh, we run this neighborhood. I mean, just like t- such a such an, a tired cliche yeah, of a line. I mean, yeah. I don't think it's something to be taken too seriously, though. Yeah. It seems like it is. It doesn't really? seem comedic I mean, at all. I haven't does seen it? the trailer, but. Oh, well, you haven't <laughs> seen the trailer. <laughs> I think the, post, watch, the poster. <laughs> watch the trailer. It's, yeah. it's a drama. Also, I'd like wow. to put this out there to any director or anyone doing any kind of artsy thing. Stop using Rolling Stones songs. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no. Not, they especially, actually do that. Especially fate, especially okay. Paint It Black or Sympathy for the Devil. Because, like, nobody cares. I thought you were going to say Gimme Shelter. I was no. like, Scorsese owns they're really the Stones. Yeah. <laughs> Scorsese owns the Stones, and he rightfully stopped using them 13 years ago in The Departed. So, yeah. we're done now. Okay, let's move on. In fact, I'm scared that The Irishman is going to feature Stones songs. It's going to be scary. Yeah. But, or, uh, like... You know. Or like if it's gonna be like one of those like you follow it you follow the characters through their ages and mm-hmm. then like you know they're playing doo wop in the beginning and then <laughs> by the end of it they're playing ASAP Rocky or whatever ASAP Rocky yeah maybe that's probably maybe. not how it's pronounced but no, uh, sounds great all right ASAP Rocky I don't yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> I don't know um, and then I don't did you watch the Rambo trailer the teaser it looks stupid for Last Blood where he uh, yeah. I, has to fight the cartel members, and he looks—he's looking his age in this one, man. Yeah, like, looks like just shit. pass the torch. I mean, yeah, the recast Rambo. I mean, yeah, why not? I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. It's like seventy-five. <laughs> don't just don't make Rambo movies anymore. Yeah, there you go. It's like or Indiana like, Jones. Make make your last. John one, Cena that's fine. could probably make, probably do it. John <laughs> Cena, <laughs> Mike the Miz, Miz Annan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. There was Christian no, Bale. The, <laughs> 
they make it like a James Bond thing where they just cast yeah, a new yeah. guy every film. Yeah. What do you think? I could probably get into that. Channing Tatum as Rambo. I, why not? <laughs> hey. Just have him kill off Rambo. And he just like assumes the title. He like puts the bandana on. Yeah. <laughs> like every film Rambo dies and then he just comes back as a different actor in the yeah, next film. Yeah. This is not a bad idea. It's kind of like a grindhouse kind <laughs> yeah. of sound. Yeah, yeah. Like, like machete. And as long as a lot of people fucking die. <laughs> and, sure. You know, there's no dialogue. I don't. I, I'm, not a big, I'm not a big fan of that, but sure. I like the first film where nobody dies. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's literally the only good one. Yeah. Far and away. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's jump right into what we watched then. All right. Let's. Do oh real quick though I mm-hmm. before before uh, we do that there was this uh, there was a a guy on Facebook Film Forum who was asking best countries outside of the U S for cinema in the history of cinema in the oh. yeah yeah that's and I, and that's I said, a contentious debate well I said I said Germany or the U K and my thought is Germany because the new German cinema is better than French New Wave in my opinion. And better than uh, some other, uh, you know, neo reels and things like that. And then it's also they also have their uh, the you know the silent era stuff like Murnau and Fritz Lang and everything like that. Right, so they have yeah, all right. that stuff going for them as well. Yeah. So that was my thought. And then the UK is just I was thinking about well, it's a lot of good British movies. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean David Lean and then uh, yeah Schlesinger. I just watched. Uh, I just started a Mike Lee movie the other day, and it's really good. So. Mm. I don't know. I, w- I would have thought that uh, Japan and Russia would be top contenders in that. I think uh, they are. And in, in the thread, a lot of people are saying Japan. Yeah, yeah. Not hmm. many people are. Not as many are saying Russia. But I, but I thought about Russia as well. But I was like, I don't feel, I don't feel like I've seen enough Russian films to like. I haven't even seen an Eisenstein movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I well, like it. I was, I was, um, I just got uh, Soy Cuba. I'm gonna watch mm-hmm. it again. And I was reading like how they accomplished those insane shots mm-hmm. like it's the cameraman with the camera attached to his vest and they've got this system of cables and pulleys that they're pulling him up on <laughs> like through buildings amazing and like and like i was reading about soy cuba and like the fact that it got like no attention like one it was kind of it was made for a very specific market and none, neither of those markets liked it. Like, apparently Russia thought it was not revolutionary enough, and Cuba thought, like, hey, we're not all like that. And so then it kind of just got forgotten about. But, like, that's that's a mistake. Yeah. Like. Well, it was rightfully uh, reconsidered later. Yes. And given, the, so. given its due. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. what. I yeah, mean, so, that, you, like, yeah, like, Eisenstein... Kalatozov and of course Tarkovsky. Sure. So, Jonathan, are you in? Are you Russia are you in the Russia camp? No, Germany. Germany, okay. definitely Germany. Like Herzog and Passpender alone are oh, yeah. better than. Yeah, most so I was thinking, well, I was thinking I mean, like, just like the I mean, big, I, the big three of new yeah, German cinema with vendors and and like you said, like mm. Fritz Lang alone, like mm-hmm. just the innovation and stuff. Yeah, back yeah. then, I don't know. It's just it's like, that's hard to ignore. Yeah, I, I haven't seen a lot of Japanese stuff. But, I mean, I don't know. Well, the Japanese stuff that I see, I'm not always blown away by like some other people are. And we'll mm-hmm. get to that. Um, let's uh, jump right into what we watched. All right. Who wants to begin? 
Uh, I guess I'll begin. I go ahead. Let's see. Do um, it. where insider? Okay. Uh, I <laughs> God went to the theater to see Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Fantastic. Okay, Winston. <laughs> now my wife really wanted to see it, so I brought her to see it. And uh, good, good husband. Mm, really it, nice. I mean, it really wasn't that bad. Sure, it wasn't, uh, gave it a two. Does it have like some Blade Runner connection or something? Like uh, it's very. It's, it's trying it's, to look like Blade Runner or something. No, it's just kind of like noir esque. I guess it's dete- mm. like a, a classic detective story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Reynolds carried the fuck out of this movie. He's he, he's actually pretty funny. He plays Pikachu. He's oh, the voice of Pikachu. That's mm. gross. Other than that, it's <laughs> it's not good. It's I don't know. It's it's, it's made for children. Yeah, it's a children's yeah. film. But uh, yeah, I gave it a two. Uh, it's you know, if you're a fan of that, whatever, it's worth watching, I guess. Word. Yeah. Cool. That, that's it. I'm not a fan, <laughs> and I won't be watching. Yeah, <laughs> uh, probably probably no. won't. Gavin. So I watched John Wick three, Parab- chapter three. Sorry, Parabellum. Parabellum. Par- yeah, don't forget. Yeah, <laughs> and um, I enjoyed it slightly more than chapter two, but. It's really just more of the same. It delves more into this hidden world of assassins and all that kind of stuff. Um, which is which is the least interesting part of the first film. How, how much more could yeah, it I go mean, in depth with that compared to like the second one? Well, you you learn a little more bit more. Crime well, you little. Um, well, a bigger crime syndicate, and you learn how, like, you get a little bit of Wick's background, like he's uh, a Russian orphan, and he was raised in this ballet slash wrestling company that's run by Angelica Houston, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> thought you yeah, were going like, to say like he was raised in a gulag or something. Like that, not that far, sense. not far from it. <laughs> so Russian circus, pretty much a gulag. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like, like that. That was one of the things that kind of like I thought they. I thought they went a little too overboard on on some things in this. Like, this won't spoil anything, but for, uh, well, for anyone who gets grossed out pretty easily, you might not want to listen. There's a one of the first fight scenes. He is shoving very, very slowly this long knife into this dude's eyeball. Nice. And, you know, it's right up front. You you see the you <laughs> see the knife go in, all that good stuff. No problem with that. Yeah. But then later on, like he goes he goes to talk with Angelica Houston and like she's got this ballerina on stage and like they show like parts of her legs are like bruised and everything. And then they're going, like, backstage to see a bunch of other ballerinas, and this one, like, pulls her toenail off. Mm. And it's like, okay, I didn't need that. Some tits in there, or what? No, no tits. Not even Halle Berry's tits. That was my second question. Listening to way too much Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> Halle Berry's tits, or what? <laughs> yeah. We got, some, um, uh, we got some tits, or what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, you're going backstage at a ballerina company. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you'd think there'd be a couple of women topless walking around changing. Yeah, no. Anyway, no, um, <laughs> instead they're just pulling their fucking toenails. Yeah, off. what the yeah, fuck is pulling, that? That's why. Why? Why was that? 
Why did that happen? Is that like related well, I mean, to like how tough their life is? Yeah, like like you remember to in squeeze like, in um, those shoes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like you remember in Black Swan, where like uh, Natalie, like, Natalie Portman's right. feet are just. But what does up. that have to do with? Is it to show that John Wick was a ballet dancer and he went through that, and that's why he's so tough? No, like then then they show the like that's all the women, yeah. the young girls, and then they go to the guys where they're all doing like um, amateur wrestling and all that kind of stuff and throwing each other around and like yeah. you know. But it's to show like, that his life was yeah challenging. Like, yeah, like this prior. this is how he, he grew, grew up, up this way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, and then. Uh, then he wanders through the desert, and like you meet. Spoiler alert. Uh, whatever. Um, <laughs> then you meet like the elder who is above the high table, and uh, Who's, who plays him? I don't know the guy's name. Oh, some nobody. So yeah. in like the fourth one, is there going to be like a like a solar system like? Group or something? It's I don't know. Is, it's, yeah, I is it just going to be like? <laughs> I I imagine go into space. Uh, <laughs> the Moon Syndicate. <laughs> they very well could do that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a possibility. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Well, as as the movie goes on, again, spoiler alert. Um, Ian McShane has been running this hotel under the under the, the, the table. Moon Syndicate. Right. Well, <laughs> gotcha. I don't know. That might be a number four, but uh, because he let John Wick get away, he's been stripped of his powers. But thanks to John Wick and uh, Lance Reddick, who's uh, the uh, concierge, they decide no, we're not going to leave the hotel. So uh, they fight the people from the table, and Ian McShane gets to shoot a gun in this one. No, he doesn't. Oh, bummer, man. He holds one in his hand, but... <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. He does. Oh, nice. Uh, he shoots John Wick several times. <laughs> and then John falls off the top of this hotel. And lives. Yeah. Why course. can't they just kill him? Like, what's their problem? Well, Do they have to have a fourth one? Well, that... Ost- Recast John Wick well, also, like the Rambo thing? <laughs> ostensibly, he's dead. Sure he is. Because, you know, Ian McShane has shown his yeah. faith to... Right. To... The adjudicator. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yawn. Um, Is it James Caan? No, it's no. Some, <laughs> it's uh, some woman who looks a lot like Lizzie Kaplan, but is not Lizzie oh, Kaplan. Discount Lizzie Kaplan. Discount Lizzie Still Kaplan. Still hot, I bet. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Um, Lizzie Kaplan's a real peach. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually notice how good looking she was until I watched a um a clip from that movie, The Interview. I've never seen that movie. But she's oh, yeah. she's in it, and she's talking to Seth Seth Franco, Seth Rogen, <laughs> and James Franco. Wow! I mean, at this point, they basically are. And she is just a good-looking woman. I'll tell you, she is. Anyway, what'd you end up giving this uh, pile of shit? Two and a half. Yeah, it's 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 way generous. it's way too long. It's way too much of the same. There are a couple of chuckly moments and a couple of cringe-worthy chuckle moments. Like I don't know what Mark Dacascos was thinking when he it's like it's like dude you had like what was Mark Dacascos thinking he's thinking God thank you for casting me in a movie yeah this is phenomenal yeah. I haven't been in anything since 1993 only the strong <laughs> or the crow Wait, uh, the crow we... stairway to heaven or I whatever say, well, I was gonna say like when was Double Dragon 
That was, had to, that was around the same time, like okay, 90, yeah, 94, yeah. 95, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. That guy um, is starving for work. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I, when I read that he was in this, I was like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Who? Why would you? What on earth is the casting agent thinking going to Mark DeCascas? I mean. Such a B-level nobody. <laughs> I think they could afford somebody better. I, I guess being on Iron Chef has really upped his right, uh, yeah. his game. Right, right. Pretty brutal. Yes. Uh, well, did I? I don't know if I talked about Manhunter. I finished Manhunter. I think I no, talked you briefly about it, but I ta- I finished it and uh, rewatching it. Mm. Um, and uh, it went up a half star. It's a two and a half now out of five. I don't understand the how this movie is considered better than Red Dragon. I don't understand, except for the fact that. You know, you love Michael Mann because you're a cinephile and, you're, and you have to hate Brett Ratner and everything he does because you're a cinephile. And uh, if you can just look at them objectively, I don't understand how you can like like that one, this one more than that one. Is this actually like a big argument that people make? It, if you go, yeah, I mean, it's like, no, I feel like nobody agrees that Red Dragon is the superior film. Mm. And it's just, I feel like it's because this one has like the... My, a little bit of the Michael Mann style, but really not that much. It's nothing compared to Thief, for instance. Thief looks yeah. much better than this. And uh, this has some like interesting things going for it. Uh, I think Brian Cox is as good as Anthony Hopkins as Lecter. I think he's quite good in it. Uh, I really like certain choices that they make. Um, my favorite moment in the whole film, actually, is where... Uh, Tom Noonan, who plays the Tooth mm. Fairy serial killer character, he uh, he's watching the skeezy guy like just bring uh, what's her face home, the blind girl home. Yeah, yeah. And he sees he he sees in his mind them like kissing, but it's not really happening like that at all. Like they're yeah, like, yeah. they're not even shooting each other at all. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and he shows him, and he's like sitting in his van, and he reaches his hand and he pulls the dash off, like he pulls like the the vinyl on the dash off. He's uh, so angry. Jeez. That shit rules. I thought that was really good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the music's really cheesy, super dated, super eighties. His clothing is goofy as fuck because he's wearing like these ridiculous silk shirts and yeah. I just don't find him scary, and it's like Tom Noonan shouldn't be hard to make scary. Like he's a weird looking guy, but he looks he's so like dress so nicely in this movie i just don't believe it you know yeah and uh i've I've said it once i've said it a million times william peterson might be the worst actor alive uh he is awful and he's no ed norton and i just don't get how you can watch the two performances and say you know what ed norton's not nearly as good as william peterson (laughs) william peterson come on guy's garbage that's why he's been relegated to the nothing bin of history you know he was on csi for a couple seasons and now he's nobody yeah i mean I, I will say I think he's better in this than he is in To Live and Die in L.A. But oh, that's there, fair. But there's nobody who's as bad as he is in To Live and Die in L.A. <laughs> no. That but, movie's awful also. That that may be like – I don't have like a worst top ten. Yeah. But that would be on it. It's for brutal. sure. I was it's, shocked at how – and that's another movie where people seem to love that shit. I don't get I don't, it. Like what do I, you like about I this movie? I genuinely do not understand. There's this kind of a theme this week with my movie watching. I, there's a, lot, a few films on here. I just don't get the love and appreciation for them. And Manhunter is, is number one on the list. I just don't yeah. – I don't see it. It's okay. It's not like the worst movie I've ever seen, but it's certainly not something that like I would want to own or ever rewatch unless it was you know just to reaffirm my love of Red Dragon, which is <laughs> – great sorry bro anyway 
Yeah, uh, I, still, I still need to rewatch Red Dragon. I've been yeah, meaning to been do that time. forever. But, like, I mean, at this point, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, one is better than the other. I would probably say I like aspects of both of them. Sure. But... I mean, I also, I think the first time what dragged it down a little bit for me, too, was that comparing it directly to Red Dragon, Red Dragon has uh, some really, I mean, uh, being me, I appreciate violence in a, in a film, good violence where it looks good and it's mm. done done correctly, no CG, no shit. And Manhunter is like barely has any violence in it at all. Like yeah. all of it's off screen. Yeah, and, uh, a, and a lot of it is like, slow motion yeah which is and it doesn't they don't there's only like hardly any squibs or anything there's one really yeah. really good squib at the end and while in red dragon it's just all the violence is very like it feels like they're trying to get it some kind of like super real realistic uh you know form of violence so like when people get shot there's not like a huge blood spray or anything it just looks right. like, it's like a little hole and i i really appreciate that i like that shit a lot so yeah that's just me anyways two and a half jonathan interesting uh, watched uh, Starman, nineteen eighty four, mm. John Carpenter. Uh, now, try, do they play? Trying to watch all of the Bowie stuff. Starman in it. Uh, I don't think I, so. I don't think. Yeah, a missed opportunity there, yeah. huh? Um, probably just couldn't afford it. But uh, it was it was okay. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Bridges is uh pretty fucking ridiculous in this. He's Got an Oscar nomination. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> He's strange. To say the least, very He's like, a trying to be an art alien. But anyway, he yeah uh, he falls to Earth, crashes his spaceship or whatever, and then assumes the body of uh, Jeff Bridges, Karen, the actor. He, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the dead husband of Karen Allen in the movie. Mm. And uh, oh, for some reason, they I go thought on a road it was um, Sally Field. Not Karen Allen. Karen Allen or K- Karen Black? No, uh, it's Karen Allen from from. Indiana Robocop? Jones, right? From Indiana Jones, yeah. I thought it was a girl from Robocop for some reason. What's her name? Oh. I don't know. I forget her name. I thought it was her. Oh, I'll look it up. Anyway, uh, then they go on a road trip, and then it ends. And it's uh, Doesn't he resurrect a deer at one point? Yeah, that was kind of cool. That sounds actually. cool. Mm-hmm. And he like confronts a bunch part. of rednecks. It's like, why do you kill animals? It's pretty interesting. But uh, it, it was... Like, we want to eat some meat, it was, it was okay. It was, was, it, was it rated? PG? It, I think it's PG, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bummer. It's it's kind of boring. Um, is it better or worse than K Pax? I have I don't think I've seen K Pax. <laughs> Pretty much the same movie except Kevin Spacey is the. It's probably better. Child molesting alien. It's better. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then his alien compatriots come and save him, oh. and the government's trying to stop it. Oh really? But uh, did you see Midnight Ex- Midnight right. Special? No. I hear it's very like similar. Like they, really? he took a lot of. Uh, cues from from this movie from yeah. special i saw it years ago so i'll i'll have to watch it again to actually say yeah, i saw it in the theater I don't family remember. friendly yeah. midnight special is pretty that's pg-13 yeah okay um yeah anyway give it right. a three that's okay kevin uh so i watched paul dano's writing and directing uh oh, yeah, yeah how'd you see this i saw it on the plane oh yeah maybe. wildlife yeah wildlife and um, Starring Jill and Juice and uh, yeah. Carrie and Carrie Mul- Mulligan. Mulligatani. Mulligatani. Uh, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's all right. Like, so it's about um, Jake Gyllenhaal 
and Carrie Mulligan, they're a couple, they have a kid, and they've just moved to, the, to this town in Montana, and Hall gets fired from his job at the golf course, and he kind of goes into this, like, midlife crisis, not sure what he wants, what he's doing with his life, and so he decides to pick up and go volunteer to help fight these wildfires, and he leaves Carrie Mulligan and their son on their own, and pretty much straight away, she decides that this is time to cheat on him. Fucking A. And so, like, so the kid is... It's it's more about the kid than than the parents. Uh, so he's trying to understand like what's going on with my parents. Um, like he gets a job at a photography studio, and there's this girl in his class that he's interested in. He doesn't want to play football anymore, and so he's like trying to come to grips with uh, his mother cheating on his father and like what his father's going through in his life and. Um, I don't know, like, Gyllenhaal is probably the, well, he's the second best actor. The guy who, the guy, the older guy that uh, Mulligan is cheating on him with, he's the best actor in the bunch. But, uh, like, it takes place in, like, the 50s, and, I don't know, it's just not that interesting. It's, um... Doesn't sound very interesting. No, like I it looked, I feel re- like, it looked really boring in the trailer. I thought, yeah, like you know, like is I, Bill Bill Camp is the older guy. Yeah, um, who she cheats I, with him? Yeah, with Bill Camp. Yeah, that's kind of an odd choice. I like I, Bill Camp is a great actor. Yeah, I mean, um, he's uh, one well, of like, the like HBO stable of actors. Great actor. Yeah, um, yeah, he's he's actually really good. Um, but yeah, like he like. You know, he's got his life together, he's got successful businesses, he's rich, uh, he's, um, uh, yeah, so I guess at he's the got moment... got Carrie Mulligan after him, I mean, he's doing alright. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I personally wouldn't be that, that thrilled. No? Nah. You don't think Carrie Mulligan's good looking? Eh, she's alright, but... She's all right. Nah, she's alright. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, like, I don't, I don't know, it, it felt like any movie where, like, people are going through like emotional stuff in the past it's like are it's like are we supposed to empathize with these people because they can't talk about their feelings um i don't know like i just didn't get a whole lot from watching this movie or what it was trying to say about people or their relationships or you know how they view how they view their lives hmm. um and you know, there's a lot of like random songs from the '50s, which I guess I'm sure, like Paul Dano's not like as overtly hipster as say like Michael Sarah or someone like that. But he's I gotta imagine he's one of those. You know, has a lot of like '78s or oh, sure. or whatever from from the '50s and knows a lot of really obscure. He's a yeah, music he's and like any like of these uh, any of these young hipster actors. He's yeah, a millionaire yeah. now, so he just collects random shit that he thinks is cool. Exactly. Probably a Spider Man number one. Yeah. Or Amazing Fantasy fifteen. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, two point seven five. I bought it from Cage. It's going on a business sale. 
Um, you just said it's rolling paper. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Zoe Kazan uh, co-wrote the screenplay with Dan L. Oh, they're uh, they're fucking still. I guess uh, <laughs> they've been together for a while. Uh, she's she's good looking. Yeah. Anyway, it reminded me of uh, American Pastoral. This movie, uh, the Ewan McGregor film directed uh, mm. Philip Roth adaptation, came out a couple of years ago. I haven't seen it. That's what it looked like to me. So, okay. and uh, American Pastoral was awful. So. Uh. Uh, I watched uh, The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. The Bigfoot. The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot. That's okay. what I said. Yeah. Don't <laughs> correct me. No, I'm just kidding. No, I was uh, questioning. Like, it's, it's the Bigfoot. Yeah, it's, that's what it's, that's the what it's called. Okay. Right. Directed by uh, Robert D. Kurzikowski. Kurzikowski, I guess. Uh, you would think I know his name because I just listened to a podcast where they interviewed him yesterday. Mm. But I don't know his name. He's some guy. What else has he done? Nothing. He writes a comic book, and he did a short film based on his comic book. Gotcha. He co-wrote some stuff. I don't remember what it is. Uh, something of note. This is the uh, you know the campy titled uh, kind of. You assume it's going to be kind of goofy. He didn't co-write anything. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Producer. He produced a movie called Carolina Low. Yeah, I don't know. He's done nothing. Mm. Anyway. Um, this is uh, a movie starring Sam Elliott where he plays a man who kills Hitler and then is years later uh, tasked by Ron Livingston to kill Bigfoot because Bigfoot is spreading some kind of world-ending disease, <laughs> which Jonathan hates this idea. But, uh, <laughs> but um, I don't hate it. It's just I fucking think it, random. It just seems like what, what other reason would you have for him to need to kill him? Like why? Yeah. Do you, why do you need to kill the Bigfoot? Who cares? Right. Let it live and let live, right? But no. He's also, is this is this supposed to be like some precursor to AIDS? Uh, I don't know about that, yeah. Kevin. <laughs> Just asking because like, that, like, that part our... does take place in the eighties. Okay, so huh. maybe, but I know AIDS is from the monkey in Africa, right? So yeah. So yeah, well, I that's I don't. I, I, don't I mean, think, I don't know. Big, if that's true. Bigfoot, ape-like creature. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's my connection. He's in like the Yukon though when he kills it. So <laughs> oh. anyway, spoiler: he kills. It. I mean, it's in the title, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <it's>, um, <laughs> but this movie uh, is really surprising because it's not really a uh, like you'd think it'd be like some kind of goofy sci-fi action kind of thing, but. Mm. It's more of like this like really quiet character study of this man with PTSD who did kill Hitler and it's like really like racked with guilt about it about the fact that he had to kill somebody and uh when he kills Hitler Hitler is like has like dementia and shit so it's like he feels like he didn't really accomplish anything by killing him and it was just like a terrible moment and uh I thought all that was really good he has this mm. great speech that he gives to uh, Ron Livingston about like Livingston com- confronts him and says, you know, did you really do that? And he's like, you know, oh, back then, you know, they told me this and they lied to me. You know, it's really, it's, it was pretty solid. Sam Elliott's uh, performance, I think was really, really good. Probably the best I've seen him give. I don't, I mean, I haven't seen a lot of Sam Elliott movies, but uh, I think it's better than uh, whatever that movie's called that I liked. Lady Gaga movie. Oh, Star Wars. Yeah. Better than that. I think he, you know, if you're better than Roadhouse, you know, with absolutely no irony, I would say his performance in Roadhouse might be better than his turn in the Star is Born. I think he's quite good in that. Mm. He's just a very, he's so casual and like, you know, just like, 
Yeah, I'm Sam Elliott. Fuck yeah. It, you know? <laughs> but, like, he's got some emotional stuff to do in here, and he, I think he handles it better than he does in uh, A Star is Born. Okay. And Larry Miller plays his younger brother, comedian Larry Miller. You know yeah, I was like, he was on. Uh, he's on an episode of Seinfeld. He uh, he yeah. played the father in Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah, yeah, he's completely traumatic here. Does a really good job. Mm. Uh, I thought I was pretty surprised. And um, you know, I liked it. I gave it a four. The last thing I'll say about it though is just that there's this scene about twenty minutes into it <laughs> where it cuts back and forth between him as a young man in Germany trying to get to Hitler and him now kind of living his life as this lonely old man. And uh, there's a scene where he meets up with these resistance fighters, like these Nazi resistance guys, and they're and they're Russian, I think. And he meets with their leader, and the guy gives this amazing speech about how he's got to give him a shave. He's got to give him a straight razor shave, and he's like, he's got this line. <laughs> he says, he goes, he goes, the shave will not be perfect. Only God is perfect. And then he starts talking about how if he met, if he if he cuts him during the shave accidentally it's a good omen and you're going to succeed and you're going to be fine but if i give you a perfect shave it's like it'll offend god and you'll be doomed <laughs> and so he gives and so he shaves him and it's just it's it's just absolutely incredible i can't that that, that part of the that's part did, of the movie did he cut him i can't say i don't want to spoil it it's good what happens is good you'll see check it out though for real it's a solid uh solid effort and uh mm. i look forward to seeing what this Krzalowski guy does with a bigger budget because I, I will say this this movie it shows its budget a couple of times it looks pretty it, it it's mainly the look of it like it doesn't look great it looks very digital but mm. I mean the, I see the set design and everything looks really good and they he manages to capture the era he's trying to you know so cool. check it out what did you give it again four out of five four out of five yeah how'd you watch it I downloaded that shit illegally. All right. Also downloaded Manhunter illegally. God, downloaded The Abyss illegally. The Avatar illegally. You don't want to give, give James Cameron more book. money? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I don't have access to these movies, and my library card is drastically overcharged. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, John. Okay, I unfortunately watched. Uh, that, I got. I've watched so much garbage, so it's it's only going to get worse from here. It's um, okay. We're looking forward to it. Watched. Okay, so I'm in the theater to see uh, Detective Pikachu. Yeah. And the, the trailers start showing up, you know. And the trailer for the new Godzilla comes on. And, and I'm like, God, this is what the fuck is happening. And then they start showing the action scenes in it. I'm like, this looks like it might be stupid enough to be entertaining to watch. Mm. So after after all this is over, I go home. And I'm like, Pacific oh, yeah. Rim Syndrome. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. They rebooted this fucking series with the 2014 Godzilla, Brian yeah, Cranston. Yeah. yeah, so I, I pop that in because I have it for some reason. I don't know where it came from, but <laughs> we have it at your, the house. Your wife probably bought it. She probably likes it. I guess so. Anyway, uh, yeah, um, it's not very good, but uh, I think the story is really convoluted. Like it's like really ridiculous. Like it starts with Brian Cranston and his family in Japan and. He like spoiler. He dies like thirty minutes in, and it's and it's just like, <laughs> isn't he the father of the main yeah, soldier? Yeah, yeah, and he's just not good. Have you seen this? Yeah, uh, I saw it in the theater. Okay, the guy who plays um, Kickass is the soldier. Yeah, yeah, he's not very good, and Godzilla's like BFFs with humankind, and it's just, it's just it's just weird. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, weird to hear you say BFFs. Like I I, I almost <laughs> like I almost <laughs> envisioned. 
I almost envisioned Godzilla thumbs upping. Like, <laughs> just, just like as he goes back into the ocean, just like <laughs> it was really ridiculous. How but, about uh, those uh, those that red smoke and the flares though when they're doing the sky? The halo jump, yeah. Garbage. Come on. Once you <laughs> once you see fall, uh, fallout, oh, yeah, it's well, over. That's true. You actually see it, Tom Cruise oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. do a Halo jump. <laughs> it's yeah, fucking yeah. over, dude. <laughs> you can't do those anymore. Well, this is before that, though. But the, you saw it first. The, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the red smoke was kind of... It was a nice Did stuff. they play Pendereki during that part? They did. Because they do in the trailer. They... Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> I think it's... Um, I think... You know, uh, You know. I think... I would think that was cool if it wasn't just, like, the exact same piece from 2001, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like yeah. if they picked a different piece of avant-garde music there, it might be interesting. Yeah, but the fact I mean it worked. Like, it was they, that 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 score always works. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I, I still kind of want to see the 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 new one, just it's not because the same director. Good because it, this one it, there just wasn't honestly there wasn't enough like action at all. Like I, I, they were rebooting the series, I guess. So they're like just trying to build it all up, you know. But this new one, I mean. Haven't seen it yet, but it, it just looks like an so all out battle. It's got all the all the different monsters. In yeah, it, right? yeah. Mothra, I know this. Rodan, the first one had Kingidera. Mothra, though, right? Doesn't it have Mothra? I don't no, think so. it's it's got some other. I monsters don't know what it's though, right? called, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. And also, now is this better or worse than Godzilla: The Roland Emmerich reboot in ninety eight? Vastly better. Okay, that was terrible. Does that have Matthew Broderick though? <laughs> that was not good. Or Jean Reno. And I've, Jean I've never seen any of the originals. Have you seen oh. any, any of the originals? I have. Like, I actually have the uh, Criterion Godzilla, and it yeah. has, like, both versions. I've been meaning to go back and rewatch them, but... I don't really have any um, interest in seeing not them. at all. But, uh, <laughs> I yeah. no interest at all. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I used to see them in, like, Blockbuster and, yeah. like, you know, Godzilla, Rodan, and King Ghidorah, and, like... Yeah. Sci-Fi Channel used there's to be like, like Son 50 of, Godzilla. of them though, aren't there? I mean, there's yeah, like a like, shitload. I'm not, I'm not going nearly yeah. that deep. Like that's that's too much. I'm just I have no interest in monster movies of any kind. Yeah. Mm. Even like I mean, I understand the like the Blob and them and stuff like that are all you know, classic monster movies. I just I don't have any interest in them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, give it a two. <laughs> kind of wish Brian Cranston was in the whole thing though, because he. He's yeah, I think he. I, I don't like think he's like the best actor or whatever, but like he's way. <laughs> he goes way too hard in this movie for for like what it is. Like his yeah, wife yeah. dies and he's like, it's like going. No. What, it's like, yeah. dude, like what the fuck? But yeah, not very good. Gives his all in the yeah. matter. <laughs> his agent probably told him, "You got the Emmy, you got the Golden Globe. It's yeah. time to go for Oscar <laughs> for Godzilla." Godzilla. <laughs> Anyway, Kevin. So, also on the plane, I rewatched Hercules, the Disney version. Oh, yeah. And it's really entertaining. Um, yeah. Uh, James Woods, I think, is prop like, you know, we've said it a hundred times on this podcast, I'm sure. Kind of a piece of shit in real life, but the dude knows how to act. Have we talked about James Woods in real life? I don't know. Have we? Wait, is he a piece of shit in real life? What, what he's he a done? super Republican. He yes. hates, oh, is he? He hates everybody. Yeah, he, he's he racist. Is, he he's is a homophobe. very Republican okay. troll on, kind of shit, on yeah. Twitter. Wow, he's really? A, he's awful. But yeah. He's a Trump supporter. Say no more. Yeah. But, you know, like wow. we talked about, like, uh, Sal- uh, Salvador. And, he's a good actor. And, yeah, yeah, and, like, Virgin Suicide. I would never take it away from him. He's a good actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, what, yeah, he's, vampires? he's great in this. What has he been in recently, though? 
That's a great question. Probably those not. Those are all not, very old movies. Not too much. I mean, I mean because besides well, like Family Guy. Well, his uh, his troll status, I think, keeps him out of uh, keeps him out of work. You yeah, kind of like uh, John Voight too. You know, although he's on that TV show on Yeah, yeah, Showtime, whatever the fuck. And uh, James Woods is old too. He's seventy two. Yeah, I think um, the, the last thing I saw that he oh. was doing was some like lawyer drama where he was he playing an asshole. He plays <laughs> Hades and Hercules. Yeah, still voicing him in Kingdom Hearts three as of two thousand nineteen. Wow, so. he's also in uh, the Justice League action TV series as Lex Luthor. Uh, and kind of makes sad. sense. Yeah, Family Guy as yeah. of, as of twenty sixteen, he was in Family Guy. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been in some stuff. Not doing yeah. a lot. A lot of voice work, you know. Yeah, because you know that that only takes like an hour. He yeah. looks like shit now too. So it's like, yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Not hire him. That's right. <laughs> but uh yeah, it's it's a fun, entertaining movie. Uh don't really have too much to say about it. Um Rip Torn as Zeus. <laughs> <laughs> it's been uh, a long time since I've seen this. Yeah. I, I feel I feel like it. I feel like this <clears throat> like our generation, like we got like the stuff in the late eighties, early nineties, like you know, Lion King, Aladdin, like that's that's kind of our niche. Yeah. But like some of the people who are a little bit younger than us, they will appreciate Hercules. Like that's their Emperor's first new groove. In, yeah, that kind of stuff. And I, I never seen, saw any of those. I've seen them, but really? only because like my little brother. Okay, right. Like, see, I didn't them. have any younger yeah. siblings, so I never saw any of that. Show. I didn't right. see. I, I stopped at Lion King. I never saw Pocahontas. Even really, I think that was the next big one. I, I, yeah, I think the I last one I really it. enjoyed was Mulan. Never saw. I think that was after Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. That's I think it's after. uh, Yeah, it's definitely after. It's somewhere in the mid in the mid to late nineties. Ninety nine, maybe. Hunchback of Notre Dame in there somewhere too. Yeah, it's like one of. It's like yeah, right after Lion King, it was just like a bunch of them. Yeah, right. And like capitalize. Hunchback is interesting because it's very like, it's really dark and like deals with a lot of like more adult subject matter. Mm. Like it's like uh, how do you sell toys, like with the Hunchback. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, so the Esmeralda figure, she's that, hot. That's true, I guess. Yeah. But and, it's, um, it's just a very strange... And, and, you know, the whole, like, fucking Notre Dame. Yeah. Itself. Oh, the uh, the gargoyles. Jason Alexander is one oh, of the gargoyles. Right. That's right, yeah. yeah. Which was another <laughs> thing, like, I gotta I gotta look it up again now, but, like... Gargoyles TV show. The, um... Big right then. Yeah, Dude. Keith David. <laughs> that was the shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Like, there were two, like, little demons in the movie, and I was like, both of these voices sound really familiar but I can't place them. And I look it up, and, like, one of them is Bobcat Goldthwait, huh. and one of them is Matt Frewer. Oh, there you go. And I was like, wow. <laughs> nice. Matt Frewer's another guy who doesn't get enough work, you know? He's way better than, like, literally anyone gives him credit for. He's good. Yeah. Did you, have, did you ever watch uh, Soderbergh's show The Nick? No. He's in the pilot. He's the guy. He's the doctor. He's yeah. above Clive Owen. Yeah, he's uh he's good. Yeah, he's, he's barely in it, but he's good. But he's yeah, a and uh, solid. Like show. he's great uh, in uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Also, yeah, yeah. Guy, I think he is Mr. Yeah. Wizard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> like a lot of good TV stuff. Uh, he was great in Orphan Black, and there was a show in the '90s, uh, Max Headroom. Max Headroom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I have a yeah. I have a Max Headroom coffee mug that I drink Dude, out of the garage awesome. sale. Yeah, that is that is fantastic. <laughs> he's, also, he's cool. like. I, uh, he was in a. Uh, uh, my uncle was a uh, early adopter of like 
computer stuff like computer video games especially like oh, pc yeah, yeah. games back in the like early 90s mm-hmm. and he had a he had like a full motion video video game that max Fuhrer was like the the main character of like oh, he would nice. come on the screen and like tell you what you're supposed to do and nice. he was like, oh, it was a racing game nice Interesting. yeah just remember that <laughs> yeah a uh, little side note um a couple of weeks ago i was in portland and now like I used to, whenever I would go to a new city, look for a place to look for books. Sure. I don't do that so much anymore. I try to find the video- Blu-ray Emporium. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which or the porn shop. Well, usually they're one and the same. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> but, the, back, uh, the back room. Yeah, like I, w- I went to this place called Movie Madness, and like I mean, it's all it was all like rental stuff, except for like a couple of like stuff you could buy right. in the in the beginning. There's the, a place the front like, of the store. There's a place like that in Austin too, and it's. I went there thinking it was like a movie. I heart radio, place. Uh, the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, I yeah. went there and I was like, I was like, this would be great. I'm gonna buy stuff, and then everything was for rent, and I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I bought some I, laser. I, I wish we had, had the, something like that though. I had I the exact. Too, but, I had the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, like they have like a bunch of like old costumes and stuff. Yeah. Um, like I posted it on my Instagram, but like, I know for a, I know for a fact that like if I went in there and any of this stuff was actually for sale, like, mm-hmm. I would be, like, super in debt. <laughs> Some of this stuff wasn't even... I remember. Like, I would have had to, like, buy a whole other bag to check oh, right. to bring back with me. <laughs> for Cause, sure. Because, like, like, it's not, like, it's not only, like, this rare, like, obscure, like, VHS stuff, but you also have, like, Twilight Time coming out of their nose, Criterion, Arrow, like, They're selling, all of They it. sell them? No, it's rental. Oh. Like, if they had it to buy... I know, right? Yeah. Like, nobody like, sells Twilight Time. Yeah. I don't know why they're not retail. I don't understand it. Yeah, and like, like somebody uh, carry that shit. I'll buy them. Yeah, <laughs> and like I went to I went to uh, Barnes and Noble while I was up there because I was like, you know, I've, I always got to Bar- get, any, get something. Yeah, anytime you go out of town, you got to go to Barnes and Noble because their Criterion sections are always different. They sometimes they have out of print shit that yeah. they just still have on the shelf. Yeah, but I ju- I could not bring myself to spend forty dollars on a Blu-ray. Well, depending on which Blu-ray it is. See, like, if you found, like, Army of Shadows on Blu-ray, you'd be well, stupid shit. not well, to. Well, yeah, because it's out of print. But... Sell it for 220 you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like... Uh... I bought The Cranes Are Flying. Speaking of Kalatazov, I bought I bought The Cranes Are Flying on DVD for oh. 20 at uh, the one in New Orleans. Nice. A couple of years ago, so... Yeah. And, uh, there was one video rental place that I went to. Like, I was looking through their... Um, their for sale stuff and like it was basically a bunch of like a lot of peanuts cartoons like charlie brown this charlie brown that a lot of single dvds of family guy for like a dollar but for somehow out of the blue in all of this random cartoon tv stuff they have a dvd set of the first five shows of pride fighting championships from japan (laughs) and i'm like this was like really like a holy grail moment like that's good stuff yeah because like i didn't like i've been watching a lot of mma and like watching a lot of ufc and a lot of pride and like out of nowhere did you get it yeah Yeah. it was five bucks (laughs) why not shit yeah it was meant to be yeah, it's like that's like when I was in Austin. Also went to Waterloo, and they had uh, oh, yeah, import yeah. imported Blu-rays of Inland Empire and Lost <laughs> Highway. Damn, and I was like, oh, I gotta get one of these. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> for sure. They're actually speaking of that Lost Highway getting an official U.S. Blu-ray release at the end of the month. Uh, through who? I don't know. 
Criterion? Maybe, might, no. Uh, well, Criterion would have said so. Already. Normal, normal Blu-ray, oh, okay. uh, bare bones. But I'm sure it's just probably Still, just from through the yeah. distributor, honestly. Right, right, right. Anyway. Did you talk about a movie just now? Hercules. <laughs> Hercules. Oh, Hercules. Yeah. Right. John? <laughs> Are you out? No, is it my turn? Yeah. We're going that way? I'm mm-hmm. sorry. So. Yeah. Oh, it's my yeah, turn. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Avatar. I watched Avatar for the first time just so that I could say I've seen all of the uh, James Cameron films that he doesn't, uh, you know, dismiss. Like, he doesn't, I think he doesn't kind of talk about Piranha 2. But, um, <laughs> watched, still, still need to see it. Watched yeah. Avatar <laughs> and uh, had never seen it. Wanted to see it while it was still number one. And as far as I know, it was at the time. Um, just kind of uh, really boring. <laughs> uh, but but not as bad as you thought it was going to be. No, kind of worse than I thought. I was really? expecting it to be oh, pretty okay. good. And uh, mm. I thought it was, was going to be a shit bomb. And well, I'm yeah, I think I would have that same reaction. Yeah. yeah, I think I don't. I don't think it was a shit bomb <laughs> because because I appreciate I can appreciate how well it's made. And I was telling Jonathan the CG in it looks better than most CG now 10 years later. Yeah. Like it still looks incredibly good and yeah. I watched like a rip from a, you know, from oh. a Blu-ray. So I mean like mm. it looks good. I saw um, it on like a 200 foot screen. Yeah. Like and I was like fourth row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean it's just it, was, uh, it looks good. It was crazy. Um I think the story is pretty generic. I hate yeah. some of the character motivations. I hate mm. some of the acting. I really can't stand Zoe Zaldana in it. Uh, I hate all of her like ridiculous like uh, emoting and stuff. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And on top of that, I just can't stand how obvious the parallels to Native Americans are. I don't have a problem with the allegory. I think it's an it's, it's a good it's an interesting smart move to make it allegorical like that. But just the fact that they they sound like Native Americans, they look like Native Americans. I mean, it's just like I mean, they're aliens. Well, they don't really look like them, but <laughs> they do. Like how so? They have like the same body types. Like they're like lean, and their noses are like more pronounced. Huh. I mean, I know and, that and feathers and stuff and they have, too. Right? Yeah, I mean, look, oh, yeah, really? the decorative. I mean, yeah, yeah they wear loincloths. They have the it's braids. Yeah, it's goofy. But huh. uh, they wear, they they shoot bows and arrows. Yeah, that's I mean, true. You know, yeah. they pl- fight with knives. Uh, they're anti-technology. They live in a tree. Not the Native Americans it's, live in trees, but <laughs> you know, they I mean. have flying dragons instead of uh, horses. I guess. They do have horses though too. Like they're like six foot horses, six right. footed horses. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That they connect to with their braids, which I thought was pretty weird. But um, I also there's just little stuff like nitpicky stuff huh, that I don't really strange. get. Okay, so just step one, like, and maybe if you guys remember it all, you know, feel free to call me on any of this stuff. Why does uh, Jake Sully's uh, avatar have five fingers while all the other creatures have four fingers? He has five fingers. Everybody because else has four fingers. I haven't seen it, so he's I don't a know. Human. Oh, you it. Yeah, but it's a, it's a body of the creature. He's But he's used to, like, human five fingers, so it's like they, I don't, I don't know. I could, I could, like, the only thing I could think of was, like, okay, well, they did make the body. Yeah. That's actually the only part of the movie I like. I like that, like, they're trying to integrate and trying to learn this, like, culture through, like, these man-made, like, avatars or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, they link into them. I think that's a really good idea. But, like, I also don't understand, like, the the relationships between them. Like, they know 
when he when Jake Sully is brought to the tribe, they know he is a person yeah. in an avatar, but they're like, "We will teach you our ways." It literally makes like, no sense. W- like, yeah. why? Yeah, like, why don't you just kick his ass? It seems out? like it would be even worse than just showing up as a human. Yeah, <laughs> right. It'd, be, it'd make more, I, or sense. maybe like in a like a mech it, suit I agree. or something. It would yeah. make more sense if you just showed up. Like, I, I'm a I'm a human being. We want to know about your tribe. We're like anthropologists or yeah. whatever. We want to understand. I don't know what they'd be, and that wouldn't be anthropology. I don't know what they'd be. Anyway, but uh, that leads me to my, like my probably my biggest issue, which is just it's constant throughout the film because there's so much dialogue. Is why the fuck does his avatar have his voice? It I, makes no sense. I don't know why does Sigourney Weaver's avatar <laughs> sound like Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> so the audience Wait, it's not knows even who, like treated or anything? no. So the audience knows. It's like, hey, what's wow. up, numb nuts? <laughs> it's, it's brutal, and and it would and it's like it's like well, you could say, oh well. You know, Sigourney Weaver's avatar is made for her, so they made it with the same vocal. Okay, that makes sense. Jake but it's Sully- a physically different body. Jake Sully's avatar is made for his brother. Yeah. So why would it sound like him? <laughs> it just seems like an sense. easy thing to like. They didn't want to explain it in the film, yeah. so it's like, yeah, just, just let him have the fucking voice. You know, nobody's gonna care about that. Wow. And it's true. And when you get to the last <laughs> twenty minutes of the movie, you forget about all that because the action is awesome. Oh, it's okay. really good. The action sequence in the last twenty minutes. Is extremely solid, very well done. It just reminds you what Cameron is good at. The last twenty minutes of a three-hour movie. It's a two hours and forty minutes. Oh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, it's th- long. Those were the main complaints that I heard when it came out. Like it was too long and it was Pocahontas. Yeah, I mean, it is uh, slash Fern Gully. Yeah, it's more like oh, yeah, I'd yeah. say it's more like Fern Gully than okay. they even have like the machine that comes through the forest, like yeah. tears down trees. And oh stuff. damn! Yeah, it's pretty. But uh, is Tim Curry in it? No, <laughs> I think he already had a stroke by then. Uh, <laughs> also, I think the uh, like the Not human the, hu- strokes, but I mean, <laughs> the human side is just so blatantly like evil. Oh yeah, it's goofy. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. the most black and white movie. I, I've goofy. seen a long time. Like, it's, it's goofy <laughs> because it's it's not even uh, there's no gray area. It's whatsoever. not even Papa Dragon or whatever his name. The guy from uh, Tombstone who's the villain. Yeah, it's oh, not. Yeah, e- yeah. It's not even Stephen Lang. It's not yeah. even Stephen Lang because I understand his character. He's military. He wants to use the military to fix the issue. I get it. And he even talks about like we can do it with like minimal casualties and stuff like that. It's Giovanni Rabisi is so goofily yeah, evil. It's, in this. <laughs> I was like, no. like, um. Little technical difficulty right there. Uh, I was talking about Avatar. Avatar is okay. Two and a half. <laughs> cool. I uh, watched. The <laughs> We've already said all this, so it's going to be quick. Yeah. Um, watched Keanu Reeves and Replicas from 2018. It's the classic movie from Jack Maninoff. <laughs> one of the worst. The, the <laughs> one of or the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, ridiculous story. Keanu Reeves. What the fuck? Uh, zero stars. Good. Yep. Kevin. I rewatched The Crow. Brandon and Lee fucking rules. It looks great. Alex Proyas. Michael Wincott. Michael is Wincott. Shit. Yes. yes. Banging his own sister. That's right. Because she's biling and she's <laughs> yeah. fucking hot. Exactly. Uh, Crazy hot in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just, a, it's, a, it's just a great movie. I let her cut my eye out. <laughs> maybe <laughs> That's not a little any, extreme. Maybe not anymore. She not looks, now. She looks weird now. In 94. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Uh, One thing I didn't say last time when I was talking about the crow, like this kind of got me on. Like, I've been thinking on lately about how like gothic horror kind of came back in like the early '90s. Like a lot of like movies, like like The Crow, yeah. Candyman, which Super I'll talk about goth. later. Yeah. Well, like the the like in the '80s, I think it was more about like slasher and like 
you know, that kind of stuff. Whereas, like, in the 90s, it becomes more about, like, stuff from the past is coming back to haunt you, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, I watched Sancho the Bailiff, uh, which I don't understand what all the fuss is about. Three out of five. Cool. Um, I'm watched, waiting, waiting for JR to come yeah, back so we can talk JR's more gonna about that. JR's going to defend that yeah. one. <laughs> uh, I watched uh, Happy Death Day. Oh, here um, we go. Back to where we started. Yeah. <laughs> thought it was going to be a massive Kind of like of Happy shit. Death Day, a little bit of a loop there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> thought this was going to be a massive pile of shit. but uh, It's just a small it, pile? It kind of wasn't. Like oh. it's it's pretty entertaining. Uh, if you, I mean, if you don't take it seriously, it's actually like it's entertaining. I've heard a lot of good things about and, it. And uh, you know, there's like a twist, and I guess you kind of see it coming, but it's like it's just like satisfying. Like hmm. better like, or worse than Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> Groundhog Day is is much better. Better but, or uh, worse than Edge of Tomorrow. I've never seen Edge Live, of Tomorrow. Die, I repeat. I've actually <laughs> wanted to see that for a long time. Oh okay. But uh, no, this wasn't bad. Um, it's just entertaining. It's stupid. Stupid entertaining. Yeah. I gave it a two and a half. You're going to see Happy Death Day to you? To you? It, it is at the house, ready to be popped in. It's already out? Yeah. yeah the sequel? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Going to check it out. I'll is let you guys really know. I could have it just came out in theaters like a month ago. Yeah, I think like Blake just watched it like the other day. Wow. I'm stupid. Go ahead. Kevin. Uh, let's see. So I watched To Sleep With Anger, written oh, and directed yeah. by Charles Burnett. And I thought about trying to watch this, but uh, yeah, didn't get around to it. Yeah, um, like I had already had it, and then I saw that Jr. had watched it. I was like, "Well, I gotta watch it now." It's on Criterion Channel. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Um, actually, I bought I bought the Blu-ray because I liked the cover. <laughs> wow, you know, that is I don't do that very ballsy. often. Ballsy. Speaking well, of someone who doesn't want to spend forty dollars on a Blu-ray, but then you blind buy it because of the cover. <laughs> Because it was significantly less than forty bucks. Why? Where? Why? How? Amazon. Oh, you. Oh, it's twenty-seven dollars. Yeah, <laughs> thirteen dollars less. <laughs> nice. Anyway, so it's about uh, it's about this black family in South Central Los Angeles. They they and a bunch of friends of theirs and their family have kind of moved from Mississippi a long time ago, and they're here in Los Angeles. And Danny Glover shows up, and he starts kind of bringing out, like, the worst in some of the family members and, like, taking whatever tensions they already had and, like, making them worse. And um, so it's about it's about this family trying to stay together instead of letting things tear them apart. And I will say that it's an interesting movie. It's um, like, I think, I mean, it's definitely not made for me, but I would have enjoyed a little more of like a walking tour of like them explaining more like folklore and like legend kind of stuff. Because, like, they have all of these like stories and stuff they brought from Mississippi and the South and these kind of um, folkloric things. and Like, at the beginning of the movie, the father, he says, like, I can't find my Toby. And it's this little charm that his grandmother had given him to keep bad things away. And then a little after that, Danny Glover shows up. So I would have preferred, I would have liked to have, like, more stuff like that. Because there were, like, little phrases here and, like, short little tales that they're telling each other. 
But other other than that, it doesn't really get too deeply involved in that. And like, I would have liked to have had a little bit more of that going on. And there's a lot of like slide blues that's going on in the soundtrack. But in my opinion, it's more just generic slide blues. Like it's not really like I hate to I hesitate to use this word, but authentic. Hmm. Like it's really it's really like generic. It's not of that it's not Robert Johnson so exactly. much as it's Stevie exactly. Ray Vaughan. Yeah, it's not not far off. Or it's like You're my bond and White people really do destroy. Now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Now, uh, Danny culture. Glover's in this movie. Danny Glover's in this better movie. Better or hot worse? Off, hot off the heels of oh. Lethal Weapon. I was going to say better or worse than Predator 2. Um, it's been a while. Well, I gave, I gave wow. him both a three, so. Oh, there you go. Um, I'd say I'd say his performance is, you know, about on par. <laughs> to Sleep With Anger is the same as Predator 2. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you've, if you've seen Predator 2, you've seen To Sleep With Anger. Yeah, it's essentially <laughs> the same picture. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Uh, will you looking, be watching other Charles Burnett films? Yes, I will be watching soon ish. Soon ish, uh, Killer of Sheep, his first movie. I hear that's very good. Yeah, yeah, and like this is this is one of those movies where like even though I don't, I didn't find it at, to be amazing. Mm. I think this is the kind of thing that there needs to be more of because black director and writer, pretty much all black cast. I think there's like two white people in the entire movie and it takes place in South Central Los Angeles but it's not about gang gang violence, violence yeah. and um, you know and poverty and drug use and drug use and that kind of stuff it's mm-hmm. about a family having their family squabbles and um, trying to relate to their own past and trying to live up to certain expectations and that kind of thing. So I would like to see I would like to see more of that kind of thing represented as opposed to just relegating black movies to either criminals. You know, criminals. Yeah. Criminals or like um like just super, super highbrow stuff like uh like if Beale Street could talk. Right. You know. Or Tyler Perry. <laughs> Super highbrow. Um, so, uh, speaking of Criterion, just a, a super Criterion centric episode here. I, uh, I I noticed that our uh, former co host Jordan was juicing his letterbox, watching a bunch of short films by Agnes Varda. Uh. So I uh, decided to check out one myself. A uh, feature, though, because I don't juice. Okay, Jordan, I don't juice. You got me. Anyway, John goes full fucking EPO. Yeah. I don't even know what that means, but that's exactly right. I watched uh, Cleo from 5 to 7 by Agnes Varda, which is a movie she made in the 60s. And, uh, you know, my first Agnes Varda film, hadn't seen shit, and uh, I liked it a lot. It's a pretty solid picture. It reminded me a lot of, like, like an early Godard kind of thing, like just following people around, hanging out, you know. Mm. It's about this pop singer who... um, I say she's a pop singer. I mean, I don't know what kind of music she's singing exactly. It's, like, you know, like 60s French music. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> pop music. Yeah. <laughs> she sings pop music, and uh, she's uh, 
kind of a spoiled brat kind of person. And uh, she start, the movie starts with this incredible sequence where she goes to a tarot reader and the tarot card person, it's all in color. And it's the only sequence in the movie is in color, but like she reads her palm and she uh, reads the tarot cards. Actually, she says she can't read palms, but she still looks at her hands. And she tells her that uh, she gets the death card and that, you know, she's doomed. She's going to die. And uh, it coincides with the idea that she thinks she is going to die because she has news coming from the doctor that she's waiting to hear about. And um, hmm. so she spends like the whole day kind of just like, well, from five to seven, five to six thirty, actually um, ruminating on the idea of being dead and like, like what's she going to do? And then she meets all these different people and they're all like uh, hangs out with people just like just just random shit. I mean, she like she goes to the park and she meets this guy and he just starts talking to her and they become buddies and they like drive around together and talk. It's that, that sequence is very much like before sunset or something. It's like Mm. just them hanging out and talking about like, you know, like light philosophy and stuff. And, uh, I don't know. It's just a really solid picture. Uh, really well done. Very enjoyable. Super quick. 90 minutes. Uh, can't beat it. It's the best. (laughs) And that's what led me directly to, uh, the film that, succeeded it was uh le bonheur le bonheur le boner le boner uh which means happiness uh you know. i started this one and then i canceled the oh. criterion right oh bummer man <laughs> you should finish it it's only 84 minutes which is even better right i like what i saw <laughs> yeah mm. it's uh it's about a a a man who is married with two kids and uh his wife loves him. His kids love him. His life is fucking perfect. And he's a carpenter, which is really cool. Cause you get to see like yeah. a, like a, like a sixties carpentry shop. Mm. And it looks a lot like my dad's shop, except that all the tools are old. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, anyways. And, uh, he meets this other girl and he starts an affair with her, but like, it's, <laughs> here's my issue with it. Okay. I didn't like it quite as much as Cleo only because I have a real issue with the guy in the movie. I can't stop <laughs> thinking about how much of an asshole he is, even uh, though the movie's not trying to show him as an asshole, but what he's doing is super assholey. He's like, right. he's met this woman and he's just constantly ch- talking about how much he loves her, but he's still, he's so in love with his wife and he just loves them both. And that's just, he just wants to do it. He just wants to have them both. And and then he like gives his wife this whole spiel at the end about how, you know, is isn't that okay? Like, can I just love you both? And I'll spend some time with her. And I'll spend some time with you. And it doesn't take away from what I love what I love about you or the kids or anything like that. And to his credit, he does say, if you have a problem, I'll stop seeing her. <laughs> but he doesn't like apologize for it. He just you know what I mean. And she says, yeah, no problem. And then she ends up killing herself. <laughs> so I mean, this is a female wow. director, so it's like maybe this is like some kind of commentary or something. I. Yeah, I mean, possibly. I don't understand uh, necessarily what the comment is. Mm. And then it's like, if if it he he marries the woman he's having the affair with, and she raises his kids with him. So it's like, what is damn? What is the comment here? It's like dark. he wins. You know what I mean? He yeah. bangs two chicks. His wife's cool with it. She dies, but it's no big deal because he's got another one. <laughs> it's I like, mean that that maybe that's yeah. the commentary. Yeah, yeah I guess men so. are fucking pigs. Well, yeah, I mean, but it doesn't paint him. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's, that's it it thing, doesn't though. show him as being a pig, though. It makes him out to be like kind of a, like a good guy. Mm. He just like like the, when he's talking about all those things, like I love her, but I also love you. It doesn't sound like he's trying to justify it. It sounds like he's like they're trying to. He's, they're he, telling you he's being genuine. Yeah, he truly right, right. Like, yeah, feels but that way. I don't. But I'm like I don't take it seriously because like no guy would say that and be genuine. He's an asshole. <laughs> like he's saying that so he can have two women. 
I mean, for the time, yeah. I, I would I would see that being as like very like yeah like controversial. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah. Well, on the poster, it does it does say uh, only a woman could make this film or something like that, which is weird. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I just, yeah. Because huh. like as far as far as like I don't like uh, I read um, Aziz Ansari's book Modern mm. Romance. And Tread lightly, bud. Is he still alive? <laughs> Good question. Good this question. guy is on the outs. He is on, he is on the outs. Poor son of a bitch. Yeah. What well, happened? I, I mean, I re- like, for real, what happened to this guy? He tried to throat fuck some girl he met online, and uh, she didn't like it. And she called it... She didn't say rape, but she said she felt assaulted or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, wow. She apparently asked... She apparently was like, let's not do that. And he was like, oh, okay. That. And then she he kept trying to make it happen. And I uh, kept trying to like, force her to eh, do stuff. That's and, pretty sketch. But then, but, yeah. but then it's like she never left, and she, it's not she never said she always well, she said like she didn't feel like she couldn't leave or anything. She just didn't leave because of course not. Why you're in a celebrity's house? You're not going to leave. Yeah, right? I mean it's a season. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I feel like that's that's, I feel that's like, really weird. So I yeah, feel like yeah. he's a gross. He's probably a gross person in that way, but. It's not like he. I mean, it's not like he raped somebody. Like there, are, there, are, there are levels of these things. Yeah. yeah, saying as much as we can, being three straight white men. You know, exactly, exactly. Yeah, in the book, uh, <laughs> he talk he talks about how like like infidelity and stuff is looked at in a very very different light. Like especially in France, like huh. like a large percentage of the population think well, like yeah, infidelity just that just happens. Yeah, that's you just part of life. Else you got to bang them. Yeah, because like. <laughs> Well, you know, like like Fran- France has this reputation as being, you know, like especially like Paris, like the city of love and all that, all that kind of stuff, and you know, very like, liberal. Yeah, exactly. Can you do that again. Love, <laughs> the, the city, city of, of love, city of, city of love, <laughs> me, city, city of the love, merde, yeah, merde. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. so I I wonder like especially in like the swinging sixties yeah. where like free love is starting to reign true like what year is this sixty five okay yeah sixty five okay yeah okay. so yeah. so like the world is starting to look at this a little differently so I don't know how like did Agnes write this too or I believe so okay I'm not hundred percent like yeah so I don't know what she would have felt as far as like portraying a man in a certain light because of him yeah, she cheating. Wrote it cheating it seems like wife. an interesting story though it it's actually like, only 79 minutes so i overshot oh, it, it seems like the weird choices are something that just they seem interesting to like discuss sure know? like they don't it doesn't I mean, seem, yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem completely like pointless like with stuff seem, like yeah. this i always assume like i'm missing something and I'm yeah like, i'm not getting the commentary and it's there and yeah. i'm just not smart enough but I don't know. I think a lot of movies don't get the credit they sh- maybe should for like just not really saying anything but sparking debate. Yeah. Okay, That's well true. speaking of debate, I forgot to mention this, but Cleo 5 to 7, a very very interesting case for Letterboxd, okay? Ah. Cleo from 5 to 7, there's a scene in which Cleo and a, her girlfriend go to a movie theater. And they watch a short film called The Fiancés of the Bridge McDonald. And oh. the short film is directed by Agnes Varda, and it's shown it's in, in its entirety in the film. That's kind of right. awesome. So what do you do? Now, I log them both, and I right, log right. Cleo first and Fiancé second. But part of me thinks I should have logged Fiancés first because I finished it technically first while I was watching oh. Cleo. Is, is this a cinema first? Like, 
I'm assuming so. It's actually kind of interesting because uh, it's it's shot kind of like a silent film, and it is silent, and it's got uh, John Luke Godard and Anna Karina in it, in it, and they're like the stars of it, which wow. is kind of cool. Yeah, like the closest I can think to That's this really cool. would be like uh, Sunset Boulevard, because like mm. like they're watching this. Oh, the bit. Samson and Delilah stuff, right? Yeah, and yeah. like that stuff mm. was directed by Eric von Stroheim, who's in Sunset Boulevard, right? Um. Well, there's and, and Gloria Swanson. I mean, there's a lot of. So. Uh, I mean, there's other movies. I'm sure that have. Well, like for instance, um, there are segments of films that are considered short films, like uh, like in Cig- Coffee and Cigarettes, the Jim oh, Jarmusch yeah, film. Yeah. Parts of that were originally the short film Coffee and Cigarettes, and now it's the. So, do you log both? Or I would say in that situation, yeah, you do, you, do not log both. You just log the feature. Well, even in that case, like, do you log them individually? Because I right. think I think they're all listed on Letterboxd. What do you, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. This is yeah. crazy. This is a crazy situation for for Letterboxd. I feel like. Yeah. Cleo, would you give the short? I don't. I don't rate shorts. I mean, what would you give the short? Was it good? Like a three and a half. I mean, it's just like a. It's, I mean, it's like five minutes. This is why you don't rate shorts. Yeah. Five yeah, minutes yeah. long. What are you yeah. gonna do? You know, it's it's yeah. fine. It, it does really what it's supposed though. to do. I guess. Go check right. it out. It's a good movie. I, Cleo is a good is a good movie. I highly recommend it. And uh, yeah. Cool. So I gave uh, Le Bonheur, Boner, uh, a three and a half, and that's that half star is taken off solely because of the the issue I'm having, the kind of dissonance I'm having with the the lead character and uh. kind of hating him. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm out. Uh, last one. Uh, so I watched Candyman. Written and directed by Bernard Rose, based on The Forbidden by Clive Barker. Score by Philip Glass. Score by Philip Glass. And it's been going in my head all fucking day. Mm. Um, I haven't seen it. I've heard uh, I've heard the score is good. Though. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> yeah. So this is another one where, like... Like it take like instead of taking place in Liverpool, they put it in Chicago. Specifically, this one very dangerous neighborhood in Chicago, and they give Candyman a much richer and more frightening backstory. Like in the short story, like he doesn't even have a backstory; he's just there. is that is that that the, the backstory now where it's where he's the slave and the bees and everything. Well, he's like this. Is that in the first? Is that in the first film? Yeah, this this is the uh, first film. Okay, I didn't know if that backstory was in the first one. I thought that was in the second film. No, it's 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 in there. Um, oh, already? Yeah, like um, so he was like a free. I want to say a freed slave living in the Chicago area, and he falls falls in love with this white woman, and they cut they cut off his hand with a rusty saw and. Shove a hook into the stump, and then they cover him in honey and bees. Like, why sting would you him to give death? him a hook? You know, what I, mean? like, I don't know. I guess I they thought know. he was going to die, but it's like even if he's going to die. So. Why put a hook in his hand? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is that graphic? That sequence? No, they only talk about it. They never actually oh. show it. Oh, um, I think they show. So it he's in covered the in honey, film. and that's where the name comes from. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because one of the there's a child well, who says Candyman. Oh, yeah, wow. and Calls like Candyman. Yeah, there's the whole thing about say his name five times in the mirror and he'll appear. Um, Do you have a mirror? You want to try this right now? No. <laughs> that was three times. No, that's five. Bloody Mary. Is three uh, times. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, because like I remember hearing about Candyman. all this like probably around the time the movie was out. 
Um, so I don't know if everyone got it from the movie or if this is just kind of a continuous urban legend thing. Anyway, so Virginia Madsen is doing her thesis on graffiti and she stumbles stumbles into the place where Candyman kind of dwells and she's learning learning about the backstory and all the like fucking gruesome murders <laughs> that have been going on in this in this place that have been you know they're saying that they're attributing them to Candyman and then of course Candyman actually appears and Tony Todd is fucking amazing. Like he's so. Oh right, he's and he was he, in the Crow. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking. I was just yeah, thinking yeah. about where did I see that guy before? Yeah, and it's the, the Crow is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's fucking amazing. He's I know he's so in, um, he's like he's he's so he, great. He's in um he's in Platoon. He's got a really small role in there. He's got a tiny cameo in Final Destination as a coroner. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's what but, I uh, too. Yeah. Uh, the movie is really, really bloody. Nice. And, like, there's one particular instance that I'm grateful they didn't show it. They only talk about it because that would have been even that would been even worse. <laughs> um, overall, though, like, I don't think, like, Tony Todd is, a re- is really great in this. But the acting I didn't think was all that great. Uh, Xander Berkeley plays Virginia Madsen's husband, and he's that he's guy. okay. Yeah, he's like hit and miss, man. He's, yeah, know. yeah. Um, he's good in uh, he's good in Walker. Yeah, he's he's good in Walker. Um, but yeah, so only gave the movie a three. Well, that's all right. Yeah, <laughs> but it's definitely worth checking out. Um, I don't know. I don't plan on seeing any of the sequels, so I think it's another one of those. Uh, I'm not gonna see horror franchises where like you start out with a pretty good film and then they just get worse and worse and worse. Candyman Farewell to the Flesh is uh set in New Orleans and directed by Bill Condon, so Yeah. Might have to check that one out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? uh oh well, I, I I'll i I'll just speak very, very briefly about I watched a um an oxygen uh you know, the channel Oxygen. Mm-hmm. I watched a uh, murder true crime show they did. Uh-huh. And uh, it was about a woman who was killed, or she vanished, and uh, we assumed she was killed by her husband. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, just gets really, really more and more depressing. The husband ends up killing himself and his children. It's just horrible. But I was going to say that, like, this show, it was, like, really well made. It felt like watching Making a Murder, uh-huh. except they have a host, and she keeps fucking talking during the oh, whole fucking God. thing. And she's awful, and she's like... What you're about to hear is actual audio of the 911 phone call. And then it starts playing the audio, and it says in the up left-hand corner, actual audio from the 911 phone call. Do we wow. need her to tell us this before it's on the fucking screen? I don't know. It just drove me insane the whole time. But yeah. uh, it was, you know, it was enjoyable to watch anyway. Um, They're remaking real- Candyman. Yeah. Yeah, I, with the Jordan Peele's remaking it. Yeah. Or he's like a producer or right. something. He wouldn't, he wouldn't um, soil his directing name on that shit. <laughs> I don't know. I think he could, if if he were writing and directing, I think it would be a really interesting project. Spread himself a little thin with the whole Twilight Zone and yeah, everything else yeah, he's yeah, fucking involved really in. Has. Real anyway. quick, I just want to say on FX, I've been watching 
the show of what we do in the shadows. Oh, and yeah. I would highly recommend it. It's very, very funny. I saw the trailer to it. I haven't seen the film. Yeah. And um, uh, Taika Waititi is Ta- Taika Waititi uh, doing Akira. And, yeah, yeah. Which, like I, like I said, I think last time, I like Taika Waititi. I don't Cringe. want a remake of Akira. <laughs> yeah. Well, by anybody. Please, I'll say this. Don't do this. <laughs> I'll say this. Uh, you know, and not to, not to jump on both of you for saying that just now. Cause, but, <laughs> The 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 kind of like knee jerk hatred for remakes is oh, no, get, no, 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 it's no, getting no. on my nerves. No, a no, no, bit. no. This is next. No, no I don't no, care. No, no you're no, not no. hearing me. I don't care about like this, you know. I know it's oh no no no. Akira's sacred. It's, no no it's no. no it's not sacred. <laughs> it's it's you're taking animation and you're making re- live action out of it. Yes. Like that's just it's gross. But it, who could care? You're not going to see it. Who cares? <laughs> it exists. There's so many movies. It dumbs down. There are so many movies. Would you? How, what percentage of the movies would you say are good that come out? Like four? Four percent? The one. One percent. One percent. So why complain about remakes or Disney movies or yeah. you know what I mean? Like you know what I'm saying? It's like if I'm going to complain about something, I'm going to complain about some shit that like it really like offends me. And shouldn't should not exist. And a remake of a movie, it's like that doesn't take away from the fact that the movie exists. Like, I can go watch Akira anytime I want. Yeah, hey, you're right. They're gonna remake you're Akira. Right. It's not gonna affect the original one bit. Uh, the Ghost g- in the Shell remake did vanish from the earth. So yeah, I mean, they're gonna re- they <laughs> remake they remake that. Aladdin. It doesn't change Aladdin. You can still go watch Aladdin. You yeah, can see no, Robin right, Williams's performance in it. You know. And it's like, yeah, I don't. I'm mean, still dumb. I, that's fine. You know, and, you, and again, you can have an opinion. I just get, I get nerve wracked when I watch these stupid fucking people on Facebook film forum again, just coming out and being like, oh, Mel Gibson's going to remake The Wild Bunch. Fuck this guy. The Wild Bunch is a classic. It's like, yeah, it's still a classic. It's kind of boring, though. It'll it, still it could be, be a classic. It could be spiced up a little bit. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> It'll remain a classic. It's not going to change. Like if they remade The Godfather, yeah, yeah. it's not going to be like you're going to be like reassessing The Godfather. Well, is it a classic? <laughs> like, is it brilliant? I don't know, man. When Brett Ratner remade it, it wasn't that great. You know, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> yeah, you saw that problem. It's like stop going on Facebook. Yeah, well, you know, that's uh, an impossibility. But anyway, it's possible. Let's get right into our deep dive. Well, right into it. An hour and a half into the show, we're going to get into our deep dive of the abyss. My pick. Which is, uh, you know what sucks about this is that this is my pick. This pick came solely from the fact that JR hadn't seen it last episode. And he, hadn't, he didn't watch it. And yet. he still didn't watch it. And he's not here. Yeah. But I watched it. And uh, JR, I mean, Jonathan watched it and Kevin watched it. Yeah. And we're going to talk about The Abyss from 1989, directed by James Cameron, starring Ed Harris, Mary Elizabeth, Master Antonio, Chris Elliott, some other people. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's, like, literally, I can't say anything else more about the reason I wanted to watch this except for that JR hadn't seen it. It seemed like a glaring omission in his film, like, his movie watching. It seems like something everybody should have seen by now. James Cameron is one of the most successful filmmakers in movie history. Granted, you know, for, like, two movies. But, well, I mean, you take out Terminator and Alien. Yeah. I mean, you know. And, uh... Coming off of the heels of Aliens, you know, I think you're expecting a lot from The Abyss. And uh, also, uh, I've seen it before, but I was like nine, so I don't remember shit about it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I felt like it was ripe for a rewatch. Yeah. So, rewatched it. How did everybody feel? Quick question. Oh, yeah. Which version did you guys watch? Okay. See, this is going to get tough. Theatrical. Okay. Me too. I think I watched theatrical. Okay. I know I didn't watch the quote-unquote director's cut because I, I read that there's like a scene in it where 
the aliens show Ed Harris like the bad stuff happening in the earth that the humans are doing. Right, right. And that wasn't in the version I watched. Okay, yeah. Then we all watch the same version. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Because like I got the DVD and like it gets to the menu and I'm like, oh, didn't realize there was a special edition. So, um, uh, but yeah, yeah. I don't want to tack on any more time. No, you know, no, it was long enough. Yeah. What did you, you guys? Period. That's it. Oh, it was long, <laughs> long enough. My review. It was long enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going home. Um, I. Now let's preface this real quick. Jonathan's about to give his feelings, but not to bring our families into this. But your wife did rewatch this with you, yeah, and she gave it a four and a half out of five. Yeah, she loved this thing. Um, I loved it too. I think this was uh, fucking fantastic. Um, you know, it has its problems here and there, but like, I don't know. I just Ed Harris rules, and uh, I don't know. It was just like it was just fun to watch. I didn't I didn't find it boring at all, mm-hmm. which was kind of surprising. Um, CG looked great. Uh, I maybe like the bad guy in it was a little over Michael the top. Michael Bean. Michael Bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he was a little over the top, but I liked his descent into madness. I thought that was interesting, and all the diving stuff was uh, really great. And I, I, the whole time I'm watching this, I was kind of like, kind of wish this was like in space or something, you know? Like, but, but it kind of is. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, but then you don't get all the like the the dynamics of the water and like, you know, yeah. like, you know, it, it was just, yeah, it was like, this movie has to be like where, it, where it is. And I was just, I don't know. really liked it. Kevin. I enjoyed a lot of parts of it. Um, I think it was, I think it was way too long. Yeah. Um, one, the, the thing that jumped out at me the most was the dialogue. Like it really felt like James Cameron was thinking like, Oh, like this is how quote unquote, Roughnecks would talk. Yeah. Sure. It was pretty As, sexist. Like I'm not but, gonna. I, I mean, like it was kind of ridiculous. Say, but it felt it felt way over the top. Ed Harris was like really ridiculous when it came to his uh, yeah, with his wife or whatever. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. It was like really harsh. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree with that. But but like even even like the uh, the other woman was like, oh hi Lindsay, and then she makes the puking. I think yeah, he takes the yeah, he's taking the uh, um format. Of that that uh, whoever Dan O'Bannon and yeah, whoever yeah, yeah. wrote Alien, you know what I mean? That that idea yeah, of yeah. blue collar workers in space, yeah. And he's yeah. taking that and grafting it onto blue collar workers underwater, yeah. Right? Yeah, and that and that's fine. I just yeah. think the dialogue could have been a little more realistic. Should have hired that. Dan O'Bannon to do a punch up, yeah, or William Wisher <laughs> or Walter Hill or whoever else. So wasn't yeah, it? yeah, wasn't he involved too? Yeah, Walter Maybe. Hill, I believe he was. I don't know. I keep don't know. going. I'll, I'll look it up. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't there was nothing that I really like had like against the movie, but it didn't it definitely didn't keep my interest for as long as it was going and like I felt like it could probably pretty easily have been a lot shorter. So Yeah, at least like 20 minutes shorter. I I would say I would say much shorter than that. Like w- whenever uh she drowns herself or whatever, and then like yeah, they yeah. bring her back. Like bringing her back to life, I felt like that was ten straight minutes. I don't know how how long it actually was. Interesting. It was crazy long. Interesting. Yeah, it, it was... felt crazy long. This yeah. is going to be the best review of this show's <laughs> history. Interesting, <laughs> but uh, too long, you say? 
<laughs> I mean, was, was it not long? I was going to say, uh, real quick, Walter Hill, nothing to do with Alien. Story for Aliens by Walter Hill. Right, right. And producer oh, wow. and screenplay okay. for Alien 3. Okay. I could have sworn he has nothing to do with the first one, but maybe not. He's a producer on it or something. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought he was like a producer on the first might, one. Might have been. He's a producer, producer Prometheus. Mm. Nope. Got nothing to do with the first one, apparently. Huh. I don't I don't know. Huh. It's weird. Or maybe he was in like involved in like the planning stages or something and didn't have anything to do with the actual Al- production. Alien script revisions uncredited. Ah, there we go. So I yeah, I, I knew I knew he had something to do with yeah, it. Yeah. I was yeah. like I've always heard his name associated with it. Yeah. But um Yeah, like I thought um yeah. it could have I thought it could have been a little bit more like procedural. Mm. Like more mm. like um, yeah, the the opening scene in the submarine I did not really enjoy. Like, there's that that I guess second mate to the captain who's like just second guessing him the entire mm-hmm. time. It's like, dude, you're on a fucking submarine. You're in you're in the U.S. <laughs> Navy. Like, surely a sir, and shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like it's not gonna hold. We're too deep in this thing, and it's like, yeah. dude. Yeah. Shut up! You are fucking annoying. Um, uh, and and yeah, like just like a few submarine cliches in that opening scene. Sure, yeah, sure. yeah, and like yeah. check off the check off the list. Yeah, yeah, like I would have preferred it be more like uh, you know Hunt for Red October, that kind of thing, where it's like very clear chain of command yeah. and everyone's or even fucking Star Trek. Well, then we're just getting into like just yeah, super procedural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. Then they start arguing about like who's right, and then they're like, they just like lose track of the film. <laughs> <laughs> if you want that, you go watch Crimson Tide. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, uh, John, what'd you? You think? love this movie. I mean, stop, yeah. stop. I, I did. Back it up. Back it up. I did. Stand I, by it. Stand your I, ground. I, I did. I liked okay. it a lot. Kevin, he liked it. Yeah. I fucking hated it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you always do this where you're like, you can tell when you like are the exact opposite opinion. You're, it's like you're holding your cards. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I fucking hated this no, shit. I'm sorry. Or I fucking love this thing. I'm sorry. I hated it. It really? was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Really? It was awful. Wow. Okay. And um, Are we talking like a one star here? Uh, we'll hold ratings till the end. Of this Kevin. is your pick. I, I know. That doesn't mean I like it. I, yeah. I was thinking about. I don't think I like most of the movies we picked on this show. <laughs> you know, I chose Gattaca, and that was like awful, two awful and a half. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I had okay. Everything that Kevin said he had an issue with, I had a huge issue with. Also, mm-hmm. I thought the dialogue and the script were definitely the weakest part of the film. I think mm. uh, the writing is atrocious, like really bad, and uh, like cliched and lame and the lines are cheesy and they're poorly delivered most of the time. Uh, okay. So the movie starts and there's the submarine scene. Mm. I don't care about that scene. It happens. It goes away. That's just to introduce you to the idea that there's something supernatural happening. Right. Then you get to, uh, or super, I mean, uh, alien, right. Uh, then you get to the, the main bulk of the story starts with (laughs) problem. Number one, Chris Elliott is ah! is playing a Why is he in this? Is he's playing a a dramatic role of some fucking radio ham operator or something. <laughs> and uh 
he's just I can't take him seriously. Yeah. He's goofy as fuck. I'm just like looking at him like this guy is funny to look at. It's <laughs> funny like at the end too, he comes back like yeah. after like an hour and a half yeah. of not being on the movie. And he says he says some line right there. Oh, he's yeah. really dramatic. He's like, Oh my god, it's coming right for us. It's like you're, you're Chris <laughs> Elliott, man. It feels like he's in an SNL sketch, you know? And I'm just like, that's probably incredible. It starts me off. It started me off very weak for the film, but I was like, you know what? Not a big deal. He's a, they don't know who he is at the time. He's 89. You know, it's probably like one of his first. Yeah, yeah. Jump down below the water. Right. Okay. Now we're with Ed Harris. Ed Harris is the man, right? He's Walker. No, you hate Ed, him. No, you hated him in this. Ed Harris is the only person who's apparently is able to act who he hired for this Really? Movie. You really think everybody's that bad? Everybody's awful. And I'll get into it with more detail okay. and I can explain why uh, or why I think that. Uh, Ed Harris, even though they nobody in this film can hold a candle to him, even some of his stuff, a little weak. Now, that being said, <laughs> to jump all the way forward like you did to the end of the film where Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio uh, <laughs> dies essentially yeah. and is brought back to life only good scene of the movie <laughs> in my opinion best scene of the movie best acting out of the movie at Harris with his uh where he loses it and starts slacking her and he's like and he's like you know you never gave it up your fucking life you know <laughs> like that shit that's good stuff I could yeah. watch him doing shit like that all day anytime Ed Harris is slapping it was somebody, long it was it was <laughs> a long too. scene I love that it's long because yeah. she's fucking dead it's going to take a while to get CPR going, my friend. I mean, they, You're not they, bringing they, somebody back from the dead yeah, instantly. I don't know. They hit her like four times I with the defibrillator. I loved it. I was like, <laughs> keep going. Like, I was like, I was like, if this is the last hour of the movie, I'm no, no, in. No, 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 no. It got to a point. No, no, no. It wasn't like that. It was like it got to a point where I was like, if she's dead, this rules. If she comes back, it rules. It's good either way because it's been going long enough. Right. And uh, when she came back, I didn't have a problem with it. Okay, now here's what I do have a problem with. Direct scene right after this. John, mm. are you listening to me here? I'm listening. Okay, to scene right after this. John's on his phone. <laughs> He's trying to look up. Why is John wrong about this? I'm not going to defend this. I'm just like, I mean, it has what are we pro- doing here? We're on a show. Defend it. I mean, it has it has problems, but okay, it's like well, I, I enjoyed it. I don't one know. One of the problems <laughs> is in you're the like scene, every actor is terrible, but it's like, I, I don't they know. Are. I genuinely didn't feel that okay, way. Okay, hang on. In the scene directly after this, not about acting, mm-hmm. Ed Harris comforting his mm. previously dead wife. Yeah. Right? I love you so much, baby. She's like, I knew you could do it, blah, blah, blah. Right, okay? And then he's like, you know, the next scene he's going to have to go in the suit or whatever, which is yeah. fraught with issues of its own. And we'll get to that. But he's comforting her and caressing her with his toilet hand that he fucking reached into the toilet with. It's still blue from the toilet. And you didn't laugh? That's not supposed to be funny. They never play that for laughs. It's completely serious, and it's just, it looks goofy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why his hand was like, blue the entire why time. Why are you touching her with your toilet? Why doesn't she comment on it? Why the fuck is your hand blue? <laughs> they don't care. I know, because she's just proud and happy to be alive. Yeah. What's yeah. wrong with the suit part? Are you serious? What's wrong with the suit part? I, uh, yeah. What, you talking t- about the li- t- liquid oxygen? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me just let me let me let me get into the positives real quick. Because no, I, no, ex- I want to know what your the <laughs> negatives are directly related to the positives okay, in the okay, situation. Right. Okay, another positive I, I have. You just thought about this way too much. I have so many notes for this movie, <laughs> absurd amounts of notes. It's like obsessive, okay. dude. 
Okay. You can't just watch a movie. Other positives. It's like, I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't it's like it my, at all. It's my, wa- it's my watch. Okay. I wanted to get notes. <laughs> it's his party. I honestly wants to. Okay. Honestly, I didn't, I didn't expect for one second I, I mean, for anybody like a- to like this. I really didn't. I knew Jr. I know Jr. is going to hate it. I know he will. Because he's already predisposed. He thinks he's going to hate it. Mm. I expect you guys to hate it as well. Or at least be like, eh, it's, it's not that great. Well, then but, it'd be boring. No, I agree. <laughs> but it's still boring because you refuse to defend it. You're welcome. <laughs> you refuse to argue with me. I want you to argue. Well, I mean, so far, like, I, I'm not really okay, seeing. I'm, not, I'm really not seeing what you're saying. I've got lots of notes. Okay, keep Here going. Comes. Uh, th- but these are positives. Hang on, just real quick, okay? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite line in the movie uh-huh. When Keep it comes your pantyhose to, on. When it comes to safety of these people, there's me and then there's God. Love that's that line. Good stuff. That's yeah, a good yeah. line. That's, and that's very early. And I was like, that's good. Hope my hope is up. All right. Uh huh. Um, and then two and a half hours pass. The rat in the oxygenated liquid. Did they? Did they do that? That's to that real. Rat? That was that real. Yeah. real. That's fucked up. That's cool. That's kind of fucked. I love that. I hate the scene though because it's acted so poorly. The guy who, the has, guy the who rat, has the rat. He's awful. awful. Worst I, in the movie. I mean, dude, he's so bad. I, I mean, I guess I don't know. This movie's like so Hollywood to me that it's just like I don't, I don't. Yeah, but there's. A I way don't see to, in good and bad with the acting. Okay, I don't well, know. Like, think about it. Maybe like it's this. just me personally. Think like, about it like this. You remember Aliens? Like he just play, Yeah, I remember. Aliens. Yeah. Okay, mm. Aliens is the exact same movie except all the actors are good. <laughs> they literally. There's, I mean, there's there's some cheese in that movie. Though. It's I mean, full like, of military there's, there's cliches, cliches for but sure, they, but, like, but they work through it perfectly, yeah. and it makes total and they sense. All, and you never and they all have it. like individual personalities right. that really shine through. Like that's that was my biggest it's never thing. Like goofy. with the with the dialogue, it's like. Yeah, like I remember all of those guys from yeah. all yeah, the yeah. all the roughnecks from right. Aliens, and Drake. Like, yeah, and <laughs> Vasquez. <laughs> yeah, like Vasquez. Does anyone ever mistake you for a man? No. Do they do that with you? Yeah. Oh, that's good. You know? That's good. That's yeah. good. That's yeah, kind of I'm not gonna argue with that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here's what you might argue: Aliens Maybe versus. Have, I don't. I, okay. My negative. I mean, aliens is a fucking five. We're playing Brick Breaker. We're trying to get your rating down. Uh. Okay, well, the, okay. It's not going to go down. So, Fuck you guys. <laughs> the rat. The rat. I enjoyed this. Okay, I don't I care. <laughs> the rat in the super oxygenated emulsion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. It's it's cool that they, I think it's cool they did that because I like seeing that on screen. It's like showing something that's actually real. Yeah, and it's like yeah, mind-blowing yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like, wow, they actually have this shit you can breathe, you know? And uh, that's cool. The problem I have with it is how uh, lazy it is. From a screenwriting standpoint, let's give this guy a pet rat so that we can show what this emulsion does later in the movie. Because that's the yeah, only reason I mean, that rat exists. That's a yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay, yeah. Um, and then again, the acting is terrible. Uh, now, except this, like in that scene, I thought the the military dude. I thought he was like great. Oh, I, d- at, I didn't in, really. No, I hated him. Okay, <laughs> See, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't. I I don't know. I just think well, I, just, I, I, think I feel like I really, I really you have like you have like polar opposite acting. Like you have I agree the, the guy who owns the rat. He's awful, and then the guy like talking well, through it. I like mean, I thought the guy was... the guy talking through it is like I mean it's not it's not necessarily that his acting is terrible. It's that like the lines he's giving are like just pure exposition. It's like yeah. here's the, what no, the audience there, needs to you know. That. I'll give you that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. the rat's fine. He's just gonna expel it from his lungs now, and it's like oh, that's exactly what's going to happen later in the film. When so and so has to, when in this case, Ed Harris has to use the yeah, liquid emulsion. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. this is the negative with the suit, and I don't know how you're going to argue your way out of this one. And I, I apologize if it changes your rating because it's really going to fuck you up, man. Okay, <laughs> it's he, really going to fuck you. <laughs> he gets the suit on, 
and the water comes up and he starts breathing it like Tom York in that crazy yeah. video, right? Okay. Now, what's the point? I'm just talking to Jonathan now. What's the point of Ed Harris breathing that liquid? To fill his lungs with liquid Why? so he doesn't implode. Right. Yeah, the pressure. Because of? The pressure of the okay. ocean. And pressure of the ocean comes from the weight of water on yeah. top of you. Yes. Okay. How does the water, how does the liquid in his lungs protect his skull from imploding or his hands from imploding or his legs or his dick? <laughs> um, none of those are filled with oxygen. None of those are filled with air. The machine that he's carrying implodes. It's made of metal. Yeah, that was kind of dumb, I guess. Everything implodes. The that machine, really the, the sub that Michael Bean is implodes. It's made of metal and glass. How come his body doesn't implode? Well, the sub, he shouldn't be the able sub to has move. oxygen in it. He shouldn't be able to move. Not really know the physics of it, but yeah, I would assume it's because you have air that you know you have like an air like within the. But the weight of the water is still going to be on top of you, right? Yeah. Okay, it's the reason you're sinking. Yeah. Okay, so he shouldn't be able to lift his hand. I mean, there's too I much. There'd be too much pressure. I imagine that's James Cameron a, has some kind of explanation for this, but I don't know it. I don't think it's like a literal weight. I think it's more of like when they put when they when the, somebody does an actual deep dive into the water like that, like a mile. It's down not or like something, it's not like a gra- It's not like gravity. It's more like a, they wear a suit though. They wear a like a metal suit. They don't wear like a normal suit with like it's because fabric. it's pounds per square inch. So yeah. it's it's like pushing like 360 like yeah, it's pushing all around it's not like just pushing you down so like but so can, why isn't move. it crushing his hands you can move why isn't it crushing his I, I mean i don't know i don't really know though i understand why but, it's not crushing his why it's not crushing his uh his lungs i always I thought that, that diving deep was because of your lungs like if you like the deeper you dive the 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 more risk you have of your literally your lungs just imploding i could understand that except for the fact that the sub explodes and the machine explodes that he's carrying. Well, I mean, I mean, if you take a sub and you go to the bottom of like the Mariana stretch, it's going to fucking implode because you, there, there's air, there's an, there's an atmosphere there's within oxygen wants to get out. I get it. Yeah. It just didn't make sense to me at the time. I was like, I was like, I don't understand why. Like if I you understand. take a basketball and you put it down there, it's going to implode. But if you take like a, I don't know, like a, a metal sphere, like with no air in the middle, it's not going to implode. It's, just gonna sink to the bottom. But in this movie, it would. Yeah, in this movie, it would because the machine thing. That was kind. Of, I don't. I don't really. I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist, so I don't really. I'm just talking to my ass. But anyway. I am too. Yeah, <laughs> I am too. I'm just going off the physics. But as the, this movie, the, the liquid them. going into his lungs. I was like, oh, okay. Like I've seen that in other sci-fi. I get it. I so get it's the like, idea. That makes sense. So I was like, okay, he's gonna go to the bottom. Of, I got the, bottom the idea, and I was. Fine but when with that it. exploded, yeah. His, yeah, I was like, what? Wait, what? Like I was fine with the idea until he went down like ten miles. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, this doesn't make any sense anymore. You know. Yeah, because like I thought like at that point like your heart couldn't pump blood anymore. Right. Yeah. I, re- I really I don't know. James Cameron, if you're listening, <laughs> chime but, in. But like he said, I, I would assume as a experienced diver and yeah, yeah, because like ocean explorer, he would know what in '89. I mean, I think he was doing that shit back then. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know about that. I don't know. He didn't make his first underwater film until he was like. Uh, after Titanic, he did. I, I, I know I he went down and saw Titanic when he was filming Titanic. But anyways, well, I thought that like that was what like got him to like do tight. Like he saw like some like National Geographic thing and then made the Abyss. And I thought that like that was kind of like his hobby between like True Lies and uh, Titanic for Not like sure. three years. All right, well, let's <clears> just <throat> get into the acting then. I mean, because I mean, right. obviously that's that's pretty much my my biggest. Um, I have the 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 note here. Acting is fucking brutal. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think it's two. It's mainly two people, and it's, the problem is that they're the stars of the film. And yeah, it's, Mary Elizabeth is Master pretty Antonio awful. Master is awful in yeah. this. And I, and I like her in everything else I've seen her. I liked her in, I like her in uh, The Color of Money, and I like her in uh, Scarface, which are the two things that I've seen her in. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And she's fine in both those films, as I recall. Yeah. But in this, she is like goofy and over the top and I, I yeah. it's not all her it's the script the script is a problem it's like, the script and i think like i was reading the wikipedia page on it and like how like stressful this whole production was yeah. like i'm surprised i can any, imagine like i'm surprised people <laughs> made it out alive i'm surprised there are usable performances on screen yeah ed harris says he like broke down and cried on the way home a bunch like yeah, yeah. there's like there's like out. scenes where like the Compartments are filling with water and shit. It's like, yeah, that, and it's that actually looks, filling with that water. That looks really it's fucking really dangerous. fucking dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think like the the scene where like the dudes are supposed to drown. I think it took him like, I think I read five hours for them to like even do like the first shot safely. Jesus, that's insane. Yeah, we were talking last night about the the uh, corpses in the sub when they go to see the sub. And yeah, there's corpses oh, yeah, everywhere, yeah, yeah. And we're like, are those real people or are those? Because it feels like. They just had actors like hold their breath, and I'm sure they had divers coming in every like 30 seconds, like give them oxygen. But it's like it, that's so insane. It's, it's fucking like, dangerous as hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and I can't believe they drowned the rat. What the like? That's crazy that they did that. They didn't drown. I mean, they they, they did that to the oh, rat yeah. on screen. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Apparently, that was they, that was they they the recent like, the, uh, like ASPCA thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like like they ha- like it had been done successfully in animals, so like that's why they were able to film it. But like they <laughs> like so Ed Harris just holds his breath because yeah. they have they haven't tried it on humans. <laughs> They're not gonna do it on screen. Um, no. I, okay, so like uh, I read that uh, the studio pushed unsuccessfully for Michael Bean to be nominated for supporting actor. Really? Like he's awful in this, and he's I really, love I like really, Michael may, Bean a lot. This he's may be the bad. worst thing he's ever acted. Yeah, he's terrible. But yeah. speaking of the sub exploding, that's my favorite shot of the movie. Is when the sub explodes, implodes. I would say he's probably my cool. biggest problem with the movie. I thought it was several times. It was like way over the top, like yeah, way, yeah, way, yeah, way yeah, over yeah. the top. I hate that. I hate that they try to explain it away as he's the gone psych- insane like because of the psychosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pressure or whatever. He's like hands shaking. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> am I showing any signs of blah blah blah? <laughs> yeah. It's 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 so ridiculous. And he and he looks so much like the actor Scoot McNary. Yeah. The mustache. I, oh, every time I saw him, I was like, wow. Yeah. He looks like Scoot McNary. I couldn't even yeah, think about it. Yeah. If it was made today, it would be Scoop McNary. He, he would be the guy, and he'd be good in it because he's yeah. a good actor. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, uh, the score for the film, Alan Silvestri did the score. and uh, I remember not liking it, but I can't, I can't pinpoint. I can't, like, I can't say I remember it. It's yeah. like a Disney film. It's like, dun, 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 dun. It's like oh, adventure right. music. Uh, yeah. And uh, compared Ugh. to like Horner, who normally does, uh, pretty much did every uh, uh Cameron film yeah yeah except for now he's dead but I mean uh you know James, compared to James Horner scores it's like it's embarrassing and Horner's score for for aliens in particular is absolutely amazing I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah uh there's a scene where um <laughs> when Ed Harris is is talking uh Elizabeth Master Antonio into uh swimming out or or like or, or, what was he saying what did he say oh he was saying um I'll stay here you go and she's like, "That's not logical." And he said, "Fuck logic." And I, was, and I, remember, I, I wrote the line. I wrote it down. I was like, "Fuck logic, indeed." Like this <laughs> is absolutely ridiculous. Like the, the the idea that she has after is like, "I'll just drown, and then you can come back and save me." 
because my body yeah. would go hypothermia. It's like that shit is not real. <laughs> yeah, that would not happen. I thought. I also thought that's like a really fucking harsh thing to put a character through. Like, yeah. they have to watch someone drown in front of them. Yeah, it was and extreme. Then he has bring to swim out. the corpse of his dead wife, and then try to bring her around. Right, by the time they got yeah. her back to life, it was she was she was dead for like twenty minutes. Yeah, her, she'd have brain damage. I mean. <laughs> For sure. like yeah, and like she would she wouldn't have just been like cognizant yeah, that quick. It's definitely a stretch. Yeah. Why does Coffee, mm. who is uh, Michael Bean, why does he cut himself? I don't. I don't know. I'm really sure. It's he's the just, psychosis. He's, he's crazy. Man. He's crazy. I thought there was gonna be like a reason for it. Like he's cutting himself because it helps him to understand something, or like he sees like the way the blood moves or something. But he's just like he just cuts himself and he never goes back to it. He's got to release the know. blood, right? I see that. Like, <laughs> yeah, too yeah. much pressure. He's got to release that blood. He's bleed himself a little bit. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, don't let me just badmouth this thing nonstop. What do you like about it? I don't. Know, I just like the the world building. Yeah, it was I, fun. It was I thought it was. Movie. I thought it was entertaining. Uh, Did you and Alice talk about it? Uh, what she like? I mean, she just liked it all around. I think she just sure. She doesn't really analyze movies or anything, but uh, I don't know. It's just like a big blockbuster, fucking James Cameron movie. I don't know. It's it's kind of dumb, and it's yeah. it's the special effects. I thought were really crazy and. It's just it's a fucking weird movie, and the end is just like so like ridiculous. And <laughs> I don't know. I just I really enjoyed it. I don't know. Oh, uh, the dive sequence where he is diving. Yeah, and like the last one. Yeah, and she says, uh, "She's like, you're doing it, fine. You're, you're miles down. You're whatever." And then and then the black girl's like, "Talk to him," and she's like, "Okay." You're doing great. Everything's fine. She goes, no, talk to him. Yeah. Baby, I love you so much. I never got to tell you. The, it's the funniest shit the ever. Worst. Worst. Yeah. He, he has to like type everything back. Yeah. And he's like <laughs> typing like spelling errors because his like, mind's not like, working. Me and Alice were like cracking over. Like, we're like, his gloves. Like, the, no. Yeah. Like, if you look at the, if you look at yeah, the keyboard when like, he's going down, like, <laughs> his gloves, it would have been like, <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's getting all the spelling mistakes. And he's mistakes. typing so fast. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's awful. Yeah. It yeah. was, uh, that was pretty ridiculous. I'm not yeah. going to How about the special like, effects, though? I mean, like, you, you, said, I, I you the, said the CG was really good. I mean. I think for the time it was, yeah, it was pretty good. It was really yeah, good, actually. Like the, the, the fact that they spent, like, five not, months not on 13-second secrets. Yeah, not yeah. that it probably took much, but, yeah. like. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it looked okay. Uh, I mean, just that. That's. I think the CG sequence looked okay. I think all the rest of the special effects looked pretty lame. Like the miniature stuff. Like all the stuff with like the animatronic <laughs> creature and they like how they yeah because they like there's some really obvious like yeah, yeah it's like, terrible uh, yeah. stop motion yeah it looks yeah. bad. It's like, uh, like that transitional period. Yeah. Exactly. Before T two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did. I didn't. And speaking of the ending, I didn't like the ending. It's too whimsical. It's very one. It reminded me of Mission to Mars. I liked it though. I don't, I don't uh, know where it Gary was... Sinise meets the Martians who created mankind, and it's like they're like. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I've I ever understand seen now. It's terrible. I haven't seen that. <laughs> it's the worst. I think I've seen it, but it's been forever. Those are actually all my notes. But I mean, like I, you know, I can see why you. I can see why both of you don't like this. But I mean, I, I, I don't, the, I don't the hate it. Kevin kind of likes it. Like like the <laughs> the acting. I can I can just look past that. It's very easy for me to look past that, and. I can't. You know what? You know why I can't yeah. look past it? Why? Is because it's like if you look past it, you're you're obviously saying 
okay, it's a big, dumb Hollywood movie. The acting could be bad. But that's not accurate because there are big, dumb Hollywood movies where the acting is good. Oh, well, of course. Yeah. Of course there are. So yeah. it's like I can't look past it because it's, like, it's just bad. Like the, yeah. There's no reason the acting should be bad in this movie. There's no reason the script has to be this bad. It's this bad because it feels like Cameron was like, I've got carte blanche with the studio now. I made them a billion dollars with aliens. They're going to let me do whatever <laughs> the fuck I want. I'm going to build this gigantic facility with 70,000 million gallon tank in it. And we're yeah. going to film everything underwater. And I'm going to write the script in three days. And it's, you know, it's, like, it's a shit show. Snorted a bunch of cr- fucking coke or exactly. whatever. Yeah, you yeah, know they're yeah, all yeah. high on cocaine. And <laughs> obviously. Apparently, that was a thing on the Crow set. Like, oh, apparently, really? like, yeah, the cocaine was just <laughs> flying. Just huh? flying. Like, <laughs> they shoot everything at night. They're always tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm giving this bitch a four. I don't give a where fuck. Was, where, is this at, where is this at in your Cameron filmography? Um, I haven't seen Titanic in so long. Okay. Same. I see. I feel like Titanic might be like a, like a touch over this. I just saw but Titanic just, recently. Right. Did you like it? I gave it a three and a half. See, in my head, like I, I, it I, I like it. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Alien, it has things that it has things going for it that are the script is better, and it has well, yeah. the acting is overall yeah. is better. But there right. are problems with like DiCaprio's performance, even or Kate Wins's performance. Some of their lines are cheesy. It's a little yeah. episode two. I feel like the you the know? world <laughs> and the special effects definitely are like were the focus on this movie. Sure, like hands down. Like I mean, it feels like it feels like Avatar in that way because it's like it's about the special effects. Yeah. It's not about the story. Yeah, the acting, yeah. yeah. But at least in Avatar, it's like. He hired competent people, it felt like. It feels like he hired people where the studio was like, you know who's hot right now? Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. And I don't know why she was hot at the time. Maybe she was in something that was yeah. big. Yeah, but I, she's not. She's totally She's bad in this. And I think she's just a forgettable overall. I don't think anybody even knows who she is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. like what else? Ed is Harris she? is a name. Still. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else in this movie is. Yeah. Yeah. So. And Michael Bean is a stable actor from Cameron, so I understand his involvement, but I think yeah. he's bad in it. I, I think he's good in everything else. I he's, think he's definitely, the, for me for me personally, the, the worst part. Yeah, he's great in ter- Terminator. He's great in Aliens. He's really good in Aliens. Yeah, yeah. I love him in Aliens. Yeah. All his stuff, like teaching Ripley how to use the gun and shit, he's, mm. he's just good. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's over the top and bad in this one. Yeah, and... This is not for me. Yeah. I like the opening title... F- uh, like the font and how like the camera goes into the font. <laughs> You're just like stretching. Like, yeah. gotta, I got to like something in this thing. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, my pick. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't feel bad about disliking it. I just, no, like, man, it's, it's good to revisit movies that you haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have told I mean, people like, yeah, it's pretty good. You know, like, I saw yeah, yeah, yeah. like Valhalla rising. Like exactly. I am so glad we rewatched that thing. Mm, exactly. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I didn't mean to like, you know, take over the conversation for this film. I just, I had a lot of notes, but, um, kind of wish I would have watched this more recently. I'd probably be saying a lot more. I, I watched it like r- the day we finished the last podcast. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, uh, ratings then, I guess if there's nothing else to say I, 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 real quick, as far as in the James Cameron. Oh yeah. We canon, Oh yeah. Uh, finish that discussion. I'd say this is over avatar under Titanic. And then uh, aliens is definitely number one. Well, yeah. And T2 would be second, I think. True Lies. Oh, I haven't seen True Lies in so see, long. you got to rewatch yeah. True Lies and Titanic, and then you can make a judgment. Damn. Yeah, you cannot like, make I a gotta, list until you I really see can't. Movies. Yeah, I really can't. <laughs> yeah, i gotta, I got to watch all of those again. Like, True Lies, T2. In my head, Avatar. True Lies is... is the first, the first Terminator, even. In my head, True Lies is definitely solid. Yeah. But the first it, Terminator, I, I thought, was a solid four. <laughs> sure. 
So I think that uh, I watched that within the past two years, and I was a little underwhelmed. I, I remember liking it a lot more. It's not nearly the film that T two is. Yeah, T two is crazy. Well, it's such a different movie. It's like so like slow build noir, and then like T two is kind. I didn't see that. I almost well, felt like watch, it was, watch it again. I almost felt like Terminator was like a John Carpenter movie. Almost. Yeah, it feels like a B movie more. It felt a Whereas little bit. T two is so slick and like yeah. high production and high and I think budget. like that's the thing too. Like James Cameron, like especially with T two, like James Cameron becomes like synonymous with blockbusters. It's right. like, but like even T two, it, it's got it's got its fair share of cheese. Like it's got yeah, its yeah. cheese. That's just Cameron. But, you know. See, that's that's my thing with the Abyss. I'm like, it's got its cheese, but like. Mm. It's okay. just this over the top like crazy right. shit. I don't, All know. Right. I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh for me, I obviously I don't, nobody's going to argue Aliens is his best film. Nobody's going to argue that. I don't think. Uh did JR JR, JR said Aliens is his best. Oh, okay. Film. okay. He said it's all okay. downhill after Aliens. <laughs> Which I don't 100% agree. I agree I agree with him the idea that it's everything is less than that, but I don't think it's all downhill. I think for me Abyss is bottom of the barrel. So Abyss is the is, wor- is the is, worst the worst that I've seen outside, I mean, Piranha Two, whatever. But yeah, I mean, the worst I of wouldn't his, even count that. The worst of his Hollywood pictures is yeah. The Abyss, in my opinion. So for me, it like it goes way down, and then it jumps back up because T Two is great. Yeah, right, right. T Two, I give a four. And have you seen True Lies recently? Not super recently, but I feel like I've seen it so many. It's like The Crow. I've seen it like two dozen okay. times. Okay, okay, like, yeah, yeah. I could I could tell you every line of it, you know. Mm. And I love it. It's great. Huh. It's very funny. It's the action is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, you know, Titanic is fine. Uh, and then after that, you know, I, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't seen any of his documentary stuff that he did under ocean. Not, yeah, know, that doesn't really. I don't really care about any of that. Yeah, Avatar is okay. <laughs> it's second, second from the bottom. You know. Okay. Cool. Terminator Part One, third from the bottom, and not because it's bad. It's just there are only so many films. Yeah, you, know? you have to yeah. put them in. I gave it a three and a half last time I saw it. I liked it. I think I gave it I a just, three and a half uh, as well. I don't know. I think I give Titanic the edge over it. Just because it has more emotional impact for me. What are you guys going to give the Abyss out of five? We already know Jonathan. I'm going to go five on this beast, just to spite you. That's, that's fine. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, you guys taught me down a little bit. There, there is. Oh, see, I mean Jordan over here, no, Mr. Malleable. No, no, not Mr. Malleable. It, it's been. A, I haven't seen it in two and a half weeks. Okay, uh, and you brought up a lot of good points, <laughs> but I still liked it. Um, I'm going to go 3.75. All right. That's I, I, did, I did like it a lot. Brought him Quite down a bit. quarter star. <laughs> uh, two and a half. One and a half. Uh, I, I thought you were going to go zero. No. <laughs> I like the CPR scene. I like uh, Ed Harris in certain parts of it. I like that one line he delivers. I like the imploding sub. Sweet. I, I kind of hate everything else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now here comes the, uh, the really difficult part for us. Mm. Which like, is did he email us? Did he email us? Which I guarantee you he did not. Now Jr. is not here today, but he was supposed to email us what his pick for next time would be. Mm. And uh, as far as I, when I looked earlier, he hadn't emailed us. I'm gonna look again right now, though. It's coming up. It's loading now. He said he was going from a a two hour and twenty minute film to a. Something shorter, something yeah, more, yeah. more manageable. Some, yeah, said. more manageable. Well, I claimed. could get into that. Between the insider and and this beast, yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, there've been a couple of long ones mm. in the past. Now I might have to. Uh, did he email us? Here it comes still loading. There it is. He did email us. JR's deep dive pick for episode sixty-eight. Are you guys ready? 
Okay, so JR's pick for next time, episode 68, will be Johnny Guitar, directed by Nicholas Ray from 1954, starring Joan Crawford, Sterling Hayden, Ernest Borgnine, and John Carradine. Hmm. He says, I know we did a Western pretty recently, but this will be the first Western we watch from the golden age of Westerns era. It's also an opportunity to talk about Nicholas Ray, most famous for James Dean vehicle Rebel Without a Cause. One of the great directors we've never mentioned on the show. Okay. So that'll be our pick for next time. Johnny Guitar, which I, I want to say is on uh, Amazon Prime, but don't hold me to that. It may or may not be. Uh, but as always, visit our uh, website at filmyak.podient.co. Johnny Guitar is on Prime, so you can watch it on Prime. Great. Sweet. Which is how I'll be watching it. Filmyak.podient.co. Mm-hmm. Um, Write to us at filmyakpodcast at gmail.com. Ask us questions. We will answer them on the show. Tell us what you think of our show. Is it a huge piece of shit? Should we just stop? Let us know your feelings. We're not going to be offended. You could help us avoid a lifetime of creating useless trash for the internet. Yeah. Um, and Should I go see Godzilla King of the Monsters? Yes. <laughs> it's good for the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go see it. Now, are, are we recording next week? Uh, we should be able to. It'll have to be Sunday. I'm on Saturday. I need so. Fridays. I need Fridays back. Real, you realize I so didn't all. <laughs> I feel like all we really. I mean, it's actually the same schedule that I had. But Why like, aren't we recording on Friday next week? Then we couldn't record on Friday this week or next. Because this coming week, I'm working six days in a row, and the only day I'll have off is Sunday. So we'll be able to record the following Friday. Are you going to be all right for Sunday? Yeah. Okay. I'm off every Sunday. Sunday it is. Uh, same time, same place. Uh, I start summer school. Teaching say about summer JR school though. this week. So. He works till nine. That's true. I don't know. Yeah, JR will be able to manage. Might be two weeks. Uh, it might, could be another month. We don't even know. There's no, there's no organization. Let, let's here. not do that because... Write to us at filmyakpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com and tell us how much you're annoyed by these crazy links between episodes. Mm. At least we, I mean, if, as long as we get one a month. I, I don't <laughs> want one a month, though. <laughs> I'd rather do it. If we're going to drop, I'd say let's do let's do bi-weekly. Bi-weekly works. But I also don't want to say let's just do bi-weekly. I don't, I'd rather it's just like, let's try to do it every week. Yeah, let's do yeah. it when we can. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Last episode, like he he's because of crops. No, he's he wants like to be he, a farmer. Yeah, he becomes a farmer. Like him gives a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's a great show. Sure it is, bud. Uh, anyway, <laughs> in the.
in like 20 years, you're going to be like, I watched Next Generation. It's fucking It's phenomenal. so good. How <laughs> come you never told me about this? <laughs> <laughs> that is how it happens, isn't it? 